go, 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 Hamish. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. Uh, thanks for watching the third wheel this week. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the third wheel. It's your girl, Shri, um, your new host. And we're joined today by a very special guest, i.e. an ex-host of ours. Have you just forgotten about the other host? <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm your other host, Aaron Conway. <laughs> you can continue now, Sheree. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so we're joined by a very special guest, like I said, ex-host um, to the third wheel for a very special birthday episode. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about who you are, Hamish? <laughs> yeah, that's like to clarify for everyone. Um, I'm Hamish. We're using Sheree for the clickbait today. <laughs> Snager was unavailable, so we had to make do. <gasps> Okay, we're carrying on. So I'm starting to regret the birthday episode, but I guess we're here. I don't usually celebrate my birthday, but we're just doing, I guess, an episode where I'm the center of attention, where I'm not sure I'm a fan of right now. Yeah, depending on when you're listening to this, it might already be Hamish's birthday. So uh, send him a message if you haven't. Hey, don't beg, don't don't beg these messages for me. I don't want that. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing a birthday episode, so this is switched up a bit. So Hamish is the guest on this episode, and. <laughs> He's he's roped in Shri as the co-host, as he said, because Snager was, uh, wow. was unavailable. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, it's just your birthday, so I'm actually going to be nice to you. But if it wasn't, then wow. But yeah, Shri had the idea of switching up a bit for the beginning of this episode. Do you want to continue with that? Wait, what? Yeah, so basically I thought that instead of you basically introduce yourself and telling us things that no one really cares about i thought that instead i would ask you five questions so they're going to be like situational hypothetical kind of questions which you can answer just to give the fans a bit more of an insight on who the real hamish is if that's your real name okay it actually isn't is it no, <laughs> hamish you my real name so you, i know yeah, all ops only know hamish they don't know the real person <laughs> okay so your question <laughs> So the first question is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, fuck. I know these are deep, right? You couldn't even prepare for, this, prepare for these. <laughs> no, this is solidly on the spot. I want the authentic answer from Hamish. What is the best piece of advice anyone's ever given me? It'll probably be something from Yash realistically, wouldn't it? Maybe to change your trim. I don't know. <laughs> well, can, I, can I just replay the bit where Shri said that she's going to be nice to me this episode? <laughs> Yeah, yeah so I'd say an episode would be just make sure you talk to someone if you feel like you need to let something out. Mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's I, that's the one I can think of the top of my head. Mm. And it's only because if I think of advice, I think of Yash. I don't think of a lot of others. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite cute. That's a good Apart from all the hairline jokes, Yash, uh, I still love you. <laughs> oh, that's okay. quite cute. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we're going to mix these in with some of the questions from your fans, Hamish, from Instagram. Oh, fuck's sake. So we got our first question, which is from <laughs> at Krishna Reedy. I'm, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. I hope you butchered it. She asked, she's going to be a future guest, but she asked, why are you always wearing sunglasses? <laughs> because I don't want people to see my eyes. Why? If you look someone in the eyes, they can see too much about you. And you know, actually, I thought I was the only one on this crud here, but then Skepta said in an interview and then I was gassed here because I was like, I prefer wearing sunglasses. So They do say eyes are like the window to the soul. So do you like not want people to know the real you when they look in your eyes or something? I mean, most people don't know the real me anyways, so it's calm. So you're going on a date, yeah? <laughs> with with a lady or a guy? <laughs> Why did you are have to you... specify with a lady? <laughs> are, you, are you going to look into their eyes? I can see into other people's eyes. I just wouldn't want people to see into my eyes. You know what I do? Yeah, I, I may... I, I, if, well, this is an if. I like how this is an if as well. I mean, I, I may take my glasses off, or sunglasses off, may, depending on the activity. 
that's happening. Like if it's dinner, it probably has to go off, right? The song has to go off. Do you know Casey Neistat? Well, he's a vlogger, like a really big vlogger, filmmaker on YouTube. And he wears sunglasses all the time. Like he's quite famous for it. But the reason he did was because when he's vlogging and he's got the camera like pointing towards him, it's so people can't see his eyes and see that he's not looking directly at the camera, but he's looking like at the screen, which is recording him. So you can see what he looks like kind of thing. Oh, wow. oh, that's a sick idea. <laughs> pretty cool. It's a pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that was that was a question from Krishna. All right. So the next question that I thought of. Okay. This episode, you lot organized it better. Raw. Big, big props to you lot. Told you. Some people make the effort. <clears throat> Anyways, moving on. So my question. <laughs> You're about to enter the biggest fight of your life. Okay. With like the maddest op, whoever. I don't know. You're about to enter the biggest what fight the of your life. One song that gets you like so gassed. You're like, yeah, I can take on any man. <laughs> Raw. Why? Why is this a question? You're gonna make me. Oh my dude! Okay, well I have to. I'll have to come back to this. Style by Taylor Swift. <laughs> but lay down your weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe something like Toothache by J.K. Okay, banger. Our next question from at Jibs seven nine five. He asks, "What's the greatest lesson you have learnt in 2020 so far?" I'd say a lot more patience on working. We have to learn with deal with a lot of stupid people. And sometimes we just have to, you know, wait the extra, take a, I guess, deep breath and then carry on. Think about it from making them a bit smarter. So patience, a lot more patience, especially this year. Mm. It's been a long 2020. Jeez. When, yeah, geez, it has. I, I know. We At March. the same time, it's been like a blink. But January lasted for like, I felt like January lasted like three months. And then after that, it was just a blink. But now it, it also feels like it's been like two years. I don't know. It's a weird one. Do you know the song Patience by Take That, Hamish? Yeah. Oh, Hamish, come on, if you know it. Hi, here. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Gary Barlow, Robbie Williams. No. Although I don't know if Robbie Williams is still in it at that oh. time. But... I think you uh, might I rate know the song that. Patient by Post Malone. Okay, yeah, not the same thing. Hey, you're from that. That could have been your ring walk, but yeah. <laughs> not patience. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'll be Rule the World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay, so next question. Wait, I just asked a question. Did I just ask a question? No, Jibs asked a question. Okay, it's my question. Anyways, cut that out. <laughs> so next question. <laughs> my memory is also really bad, so I forgot that he just asked a question. Anyways, if you could write one new law that everyone had to obey, what would you create? And no, it can't be that everyone's kids live in council flats and don't go on holidays. <laughs> so what would you write? <laughs> oh, shit. I got a good one actually. Anyone who is racist gets a life sentence or some shit. I like that, but how would you determine that? Related to that, no body, no body cam should be disabled before you enter any sort of, I guess, engagement with any protest or anyone that you're approaching as a police officer because police officers are currently being exposed for the little shits they are. Fucking ops. So yeah, not allowed to turn off the body cam. Anyone racist, to be fair, just, just get like a harsh sentence. Hmm. I think the thing with racism as well is quite hard because a lot of it's done privately. So sometimes you won't even know that someone can be like so racist because they'll just completely hide it until it comes out in... No, trying to set me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thought though. I like that one. Okay, next one is from at Norshal59. Oh, I read this one already. <laughs> and this is, you get one more chance to clarify what kind of lifestyle you actually want for your kids and wife. Will you take her on VKs or nah? <laughs> yes. Yes, you'll take her on vacays, or yes, you'll take her and your kids on vacays. Her. her. Just her. <laughs> <laughs> but then where, where are you going to tell your kids that you've gone? Away from them. 
No, I'm joking. Um, Raw. Wow. <laughs> See, look, I, knew, I, knew, I knew you're not going to stir it. No matter what I said, I knew I knew I was good about what I said. So. Okay, but I think that's clarified the answer. Fair enough. He stands by what he said. Wow. All right. So my next question is, you have to swap bodies with a person that you know, not a celebrity, for 24 hours. Who do you choose and why? Actually, you know what? Yeah, I know. I'd pick Shree just so I could um, accept when they're 24 hours, I'd accept every single person that's sliding in her DMs, yeah. <laughs> I'd make them all think that they're going on a date that, date within like the next day or something. And then because the 24 hours will be over, I'll be out. She'll have to deal with some mad consequences from asking me a dumb question like this. Oh my <laughs> putting me into scenario. 140 people would have a date in the next day with Shree. Okay, that's not even true. <laughs> there you go. That's only so he can accept the DM from himself. <laughs> I was I thought you were gonna say I would swap a tree so I could use her full bathrooms. <laughs> I was gonna oh, be I like that was it as well. I, mean, I was gonna be like, I don't even know what you're gonna do in those full bathrooms because <laughs> the mountain breakers you've been taking. Like <laughs> if you're taking those breakers in my bathrooms. <laughs> I considered it, but then if when you have at least one of the four guys in your um, DMs, yeah, they'll be using one bathroom each, right? Oh my god. There is no one in my DMs. <laughs> Everyone, everyone at Shri off um, during this right now. Who's in your DMs? Hashtag, hashtag it or some shit. Oh, one sec, my dad's here. What's yeah. I'm on the po- I'm on the podcast. Yeah, on the podcast. Remember I told you? Yeah. Wagwan, well, dad. Oh, oh my god, you just said Wagwan. Well, Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say again, dad, say again. Wagwan. Well, <laughs> Anyways, meet my dad, guys. That was unexpected. <laughs> He literally was like, what are you doing? You're on podcast. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Don't get defensive. It's okay. Well, you not thought you were going to put me on the back foot here, yeah? You pagans. <laughs> Final question from the fans, and it's from at Shri Thaka. <laughs> and it is, Oh, yeah. <laughs> man's wasting cucumber like that. Rich Utings. Lul, what the fuck is this photo? <laughs> you need to explain this photo. Because the second I saw that, I was literally like, how does this guy send it to me every day? And he's sitting with cucumbers on his eyes, like in like some kind of spa. Like <laughs> So wait, before everyone like yeah, before everyone gets lost, we posted a photo on our Instagram story yesterday asking for questions. And the photo in the background was Hamish lying on my bed in San Francisco with Whoa. cucumbers on his eyes. And you want mm-hmm. to explain, Hamish? Um, I was a bit shocked when I saw that picture myself. So basically, I was having a really bad issue with my eyes recently. And when I was younger, I used to have the same issue. So one of the things advice when I moved off eye drops was to put cucumbers on it. And basically what this does, cold cucumbers, it not only restores the moisture to the surrounding areas, but it also reduces the swelling. And at that time, we had like a one or two hour gap. So I put it on for like 20 minutes. Uh, before we went out to do whatever we were going to do that evening and that's what that picture is getting ready for the girls fresh eyes (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's all the questions from the fans any more questions from you three so the last one and think about this one carefully (laughs) is okay if you were required by law to get a full body tattoo what would you get tattooed over your entire body and why? There's, but there's no way I would get a tattoo. No, you are required by law, and you can't break this law. Like just for the hypothetical, like fun. Just you have to get it. Okay. Yeah, you know what I do? I'll just change country. No, what other question? Your stupid hypothetical law. Stop, stop thinking about me, please. Thank you. It's okay to be <laughs> obsessed. Oh my god, <laughs> the irony. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, um, I wouldn't. I most likely wouldn't get a tattoo. So no, but just can fine. you just try and like answer it just for fun? Like you have to. Okay, so it's everywhere. Like a world, across, worldwide yeah. law. Worldwide law. Why would it be a full body tattoo? Why would they make you do that? You know what? You know how problematic that would make medical medical procedures. Yeah, but just for the fun. Okay, <laughs> so I'm looking no. into it. What would really you get? No medical procedures. I just wouldn't. All right. There's I'm nothing you can make me do to change that answer. I have to dead that question. What about just a tattoo? Not even a full body one. Just a tattoo. Wait, what would you lot do? Full body tattoo? Then go on. Marks, oh. you thought, yeah, didn't prepare. For what do you yourself. mean by full body tattoo? Like you know, a full body. Like you can get sleeves, right? So a full body tattoo is just everywhere. Like you're covered. Like you got. Wait, but then like, you can't get like one thing, can you? As a full body tattoo. I guess you can get one thing. Like repeated. You know how painful that would be as well. I don't. Let me Google like I'll, what a full body tattoo looks like. I would just get Old Trafford just tattooed on my body because then when people look at my body, they think it's a theater of dreams. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Yo. Well, not anymore, Aaron. Peak. That that was a. Uh, the start of lockdown. I'm surprised you didn't say a six pack, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll just tattoo a good body onto my body. <laughs> <laughs> Get some biceps. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Add some well, definition. Thanks for your answer, Hamish. You didn't really answer it, but it's cool. What's your answer, Shri? Then go on. Full body tattoo. Probably like. Don't touch me. <laughs> like, all of my, like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, keep distance. Go away. No, I'm joking. That's too negative. Leave me alone, Hamish. Leave me, that, that's it. <laughs> leave me alone, Hamish. Stay back. No, I'm joking. I, was almost, I almost played out a name that you tattoo over you, but I left it out. <laughs> I leave that for the public's assumptions, thinking you're going to have me on the back foot of this. Are you mad? Oh, well, if you come to Games Night, guys. You know who it is. Yeah, come to games like games like so hilarious. They're very, very wild. Yeah, so that was basically all of my questions. Are you not answering that, Hamish? I wouldn't like. I just I can't imagine that because I wouldn't do it. And this is a stupid hypothetical. What about just a tattoo then? I would just get the fam names, um, probably across my back, maybe, or along my um, what do you call this forearm? Oh, your family. That's cute. Would you get it in like in a different language, or would you get it in like their names no. in English or you know some people do it in like Arabic or like Sanskrit or something. Like, look English cool. is a different language for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, free Hamish. Like, his kid's going to ask for a holiday. He's going to be like, nah, you could have your name on my back. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, can I have a present? He'll be like, no. <laughs> like, this but where would you get it? Like, say, say you had like three kids. Would it be in like, because you know people get tattoos in like places where they can't even see the tattoo. Mm. Like on their back. Forearm. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, that's I cool. I wouldn't get a tattoo either. I can't imagine myself getting a tattoo. How come you wouldn't get one? Just I like my body clean and pure. Exactly. And yeah. when you get older, it's just going to be wrinkly. You can get it removed. I'm paying for this tattoo and going to suffer pain while getting it for no reason, really. Mm, and true. it's not like good for Aaron, your health, if is you're, it? If, you're, if your wife told you to get one, you would get one. What do you mean if my wife told me to get one? No, she ain't going to be like, go get a tattoo. You know what I mean? She's going to be like, tattoo her name on you and you you would <laughs> do it that. and then you'd divorce the next year. No, no. I, I actually wouldn't get a, like, a uh, partner. Even oh, if we're right. You're going to switch partners. Jeez. Even if we're no. You heard no. it here first. Ladies, Aaron ain't going to wife you for a long time. No, no. I wouldn't ever, like, assume that we'd break up. Like, mm. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't say that. But it's just like, you see too many examples of, like, people who, like, get their partner's name mm. on their tattoo, like, as a tattoo and then they break up and it's like, just there. Yeah. Like at least kids, they're always going to be your kid. Do you know what I mean? You can't like <laughs> not be your kid. Unless they try act rich and then Hamish disowns him. And they're like, no longer his kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, that's not my child anymore. 
but that's true some people get like i've seen to be honest i thought this tattoo was quite cute i wouldn't get it i wouldn't get a tattoo but i thought it was quite cute where girls get like on their ring finger they'll get the initial of their like husband like their initials underneath the ring and then when they take off the ring oh like it has their initials like i thought that was really sweet but that's like a cute one i think a tattoo which not only you and your partner maybe know about or like can see is quite sweet but still wouldn't get one i don't think wouldn't get get a tattoo but let me ask these lot about a hypothetical question about a tattoo they wouldn't want to get either <laughs> thanks yes yeah, it's, it's hypothetical though that's, that's the, the whole point. point like have some fun Hamish. <laughs> but yeah, okay no, no. anyway we, we <laughs> done with the questions yeah i'm surprised aaron you didn't transition that into a prenup thing i don't know do, do you want to talk about a prenup i could i could mention it because i know it's going to get spun out of context at a later date basically yeah would you sign a, par- a prenup for your partner and, and would you get the partner to sign it and I was like, hell yeah. And this apparently was controversial to the contrary because they're like, oh, surely you would think you wouldn't break up so you wouldn't sign it. Mm. But that's the, that's the dumbest logic. If you're not going to break up, then you'll sign it, right? Surely that is the very simple logic because if you're both going to sign it, that means you know that the prenup doesn't matter because you're not going to break up. I guess. Surely I there's confidence in your like... relationships at that point where you could just sign the prenup and it'll be all calm. But why? But why would you do it? You wouldn't need to do it in the first place. Yeah, but... But then that that also shows that they're not with you for the P, innit? But I, I don't think they're with me for the P anyway. <laughs> yeah, but... They're with, they're, I, they're I with me for my devilish good looks. And it, it's a test. Like, if, if they can't do it, then that means, yeah, that means they have some doubt in the relationship lasting a long time anyways. And then you're just going to get screwed out of money. Or they're going to get screwed out of money. Okay, say say I'm your wife, yeah? <laughs> wow. So now, ask, ask, ask me for the prenup. <laughs> I'm sure it, it would go in a civilized conversation somehow. I don't know how this would happen. I'm not at that stage in my life, as we would, can clearly see. Would you bring that up with them before you married them as like a discussion point? Yeah. Because for some women, that will be like a deal breaker after you get married. You're like, you're... no, it has to be before you. you no, I mean, before you get married. Yeah, I know. But imagine, so for example, you're dating for ages, and then right before you get married, you're like, yo, let's sign a prenup. Or would you mention it early on? In I'm the sure this conversation would be joked about before we even got to the stage of me proposing, anyways. Is it in your yep. Tinder bio? <laughs> Hamish on Tinder. I don't, I don't use Tinder. Can I just clarify? Aaron, you're a little pagan. Uh, Hamish is on shaddy.com. <laughs> That's what he's looking for. <laughs> Good you girl. <laughs> you're happy to sign a prenup. Hamish <laughs> is your guy. No, but I, I understand. I, I, so I wouldn't. I'm putting out there. I wouldn't ask a partner for a prenup. Can't wait for your divorce. And she takes every, half of everything. You know what? She yeah. can have it. You know? oh. I'll, I'll be generating money anyway. <laughs> Uh, she can have it as long as she takes all the kids on holiday she can have it (laughs) i I don't know i don't think i'd even want to discuss it at least that's what my viewpoint is now i don't know if that would change but if i was really well off and then he was really well off then i I just hope that it wouldn't even be a discussion point to have in the first place to even talk about gold digger as we were saying yeah Yeah, i would i'll bring it up because it's a real talking point like how would you know um, at that point if they would do for the money if they can sign the prenup without like no hesitation not really having an issue or at least understand the argument then yeah it's all cool but if they can't then but then what what happens when she turns around and says do you not trust me mm. i say i do trust you but i i'm just verifying that like i trust you enough to sign this and then that way i know that this isn't for no ulterior motive i'm not like saying you're in the wrong you're not in the wrong mm. for asking for a prenup it's just i wouldn't no, i just have trust issues in it what can i say Oh, well, <laughs> trust issues. Shout out to Why do you have trust issues? I don't trust these other bitches. Oh, oh, oh. What bitches do you trust? 
that was a lyric, but you don't know it. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, I just sang the song right before you said that. So how are you going to tell me? I don't yeah, know. No, well, clearly, you didn't. Okay. Okay. Do those trust issues come from your childhood? In the end. <laughs> wow, that was deep. That's I guess that's the transition we're taking, right? That's a deep transition. <laughs> Probably a big pop. So, right, I'm really happy to do this, man. After this, I may have to edit this entire thing out because I may feel too vulnerable after this. Where, where, where were you born, Hamish? Where were you born? I was born in Central Middlesex Hospital in Northwest London. And okay, I, w- I wasn't actually looking for the exact hospital, but we'll... <laughs> so in North London, basically. Northwest, yeah, right. Northwest. And you've lived there your whole life, right? Yep. Yeah, in the hospital, clearly. Yeah, yeah, you, you need to be in the hospital. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, so one of the things you mentioned in episode three with Josh KV was like kind of like a pet peeve of people saying people who claimed they started from the bottom. And I feel like you are someone who claims you have. <laughs> so do you know describe or explain why you think you have? Well, let me explain this. Yeah. So first of all, hospital. before we get into this, if you're going to get easily offended or you're not open-minded enough to understand, then you might as well fuck right <laughs> off or skip to a later point in the episode as Aaron would prefer in the episode. So there's timestamps, you can skip to the next part. Basically, so starting off, my definition here of rich you or rich prick is basically people in a way better, usually financial situation than myself. All right even during the come up. So when you say started from the bottom, you have to have lived in actual financial struggle, financial duress. And a lot of people haven't actually lived that in their life, but they're all willing to, not even say as a joke, like act like they had that just because they want to make themselves sound like they're on the maddest come up of their lives as well. And this is a common thing between rich youths. So yeah, as you, as you understood the context, now I'm just going to use this analogy. So especially when I got to uni, this happened mainly when I got to uni and afterwards. And then if you call people out on it, they instantly get offended and they I guess they're in the belief that they're always in the right. Like, nah, you can't compare our struggle and you say all of these things. I acknowledge to some certain extent you can't compare a certain struggle, but you have, let's look at this in like, let's break down literally the numbers here from the be- beginning here. Actually, I'm going to ask a few questions here. Okay, so growing up here, <laughs> growing up, okay, it, yeah. do you, did you both have a bike? Yes. Yeah. So you know how to ride a bike? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did. Let's just start with that, yeah. At, and, I've, I've pretty much never owned a bike and I never would be able to even in like the living scenario anyways mm. now that you and I could afford one now let's say when did you get like your first PCs and so on like your first computers etc uh, what, what used one or owned one it doesn't matter it, in, in your house in your house when when was the first one in our house yeah well the, the age I remember using one was probably about seven. that's not the question that's not the question when was there a PC in your house as, as you said in Noreen's episode Children don't remember anything below the age of like four or something. <laughs> so to be honest, I can I can't remember a time when I didn't have a computer. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. There that's you go. So, that's the same. I I know I may sound aggressive, or my tone of voice is always offending people. So just try to understand this from like a. I'm trying to explain this and break this down for people to understand, to show that you can't just be saying certain things to certain people. Mm. And and I'll get into all of the other semantics as we go through because this episode's got tangent a lot. So now. You lot, you both have had PCs since the very, very beginning. What age did I get a PC? I got it like when I was maybe age 10. And by this point, I was already way behind in school. So this is like roughly year five. Yeah. And this is just because essentially my parents' friend told them that, yo, they need to have one if they're going to, you know, proceed with education, technology and so on. 
and they eventually managed to force it out of whatever budget they had for obviously essentials and got us a thing. And this PC would be obviously shared between me and my two younger brothers as well. So now that we finally have a PC, so bear in mind that in school, I'm probably way, way behind. And I also have no one at home that could ever help me because I've never had this issue. So now I finally get a PC. I'm trying to catch up, you know, trying to learn within my allocated time set after school because it's when you split three ways, you obviously have a third of the time afterwards and you need to make sure you're doing all your work and so on. So you lot have had PCs since a pretty, pretty young age, yeah, like, which is fair enough. There's only like a few people in my life I met who had a PC after my age and as the older sibling as well. And this is like a big thing. So when people say they started from the bottom, that means they don't have to have like the financial duress of not being able to have access to a PC at home. Like this is one of the big factors. And this is a big educational gap that affects people growing up. If I didn't have a PC, I probably wouldn't be here today. Like at that age, if I had it like earlier, I may have been in a better place or I could still be here. No offense. Um, (laughs) Still be here in the third floor with us. If, if, wow. if, he, if he was on a le- if he was on a level playing field as us, yeah, he would. Yes, that's, he would, the, that's the thing. Like, the, there was never high. a level play. That's one of the things I was going to mention yeah. later on. But since we were up, the level playing field was never there. So, like, for people like me to get to the same place that you did at Warwick, um, Aaron, because we studied the same exact course and so on, the playing field was a lot, 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 lot different. Mm. And it's not like I'm saying like, oh, you had it easy. I'm saying that the playing field and the stuff that weighed down your head was going to be way different and way probably like less than what it would have been coming up for me. So I grew up in a flat. I've never had a room. All right. I sleep in the living room. I still sleep in the living room. There used to be points where I used to, when I was younger, I slept on the sofa in the living room. Then I dragged the mattress into the living room, slept on that. And then I'd have to take it up every single morning, early every morning, because obviously everyone's got to go work, school and everything. And then I have to put the mattress back and then carry on my day. And that would be the literally every day. And that was, this was like in like GCSE times as well. So this isn't wow. like it was, I was like, I just ended up with a bunk bed in the living room all of a sudden. So r- right now I'm in a bunk bed in the living room, which is also part of the reason why podcast episodes have to be recorded at such dodgy times. So I'm in a bunk bed on the bottom bunk in the living room. And that means you don't have your own space. Now this, this plays a massive factor. And that this flat size is smaller than pretty much any standard flat because I guess think of terraced houses with external staircases where the houses are split into two floors. And simply the ground floor is on one flat and the upstairs is one flat. That's literally the situation here. And so even in the new flats, you know, the new build flats that you may go when friends move into London and so on. Like all those flats have been bigger than mine. I haven't found a single flat apart from one studio that I was considering renting out some time ago that is like essentially smaller than mine. And that's, that's just because of the living scenario. So I've always slept in the living room, so I don't have the sense of personal space. And for me, I have to get the financials aspect sorted so I can make it to a better place in life. And most people with a financial duress that's on them will not make it to, like, you could probably look up the statistics. Like, there's many places you could check up the statistics. Any, like, underprivileged area, you're less likely to make it because you're lacking the resources Mm. and you're not going to ever be able to play on the same level field. So they'll, because of the stresses and the burdens that apply onto each of these people, they're less statistically likely to make it. So they need some sort of advantage to get them into the same sorts of, I guess, situations as other people. For example, scholarships. There's got a common scholarship to allow for people of working class or lower middle class backgrounds into, into university because, especially in the current day, we, should you take the entire loan? Because there's no, there's no bursaries anymore, apart from, I guess, in the university-provided ones. Would you actually take... Is it worth going to uni for the amount of depth at the interest rate as well? 
that you're going to go into. Because right now I was, I was doing calculations, literally, I do calculations actually, I guess too frequent, but the other day I was calculating my student loan. The, <laughs> the interest on the thing that things I've, I've gained, I haven't even paid off the interest that I've gained on my loan since I've um, graduated. Uh, bear in mind, I had obviously a bursary as well to go with it. The next thing I was going to add on to like, where were we? So we were around the financial duress on the come up. So the next thing is when you were at school, this is like, let's say any school up till university. Okay. When you had to get your books, how easy was it to obtain your books? Like any textbook that you needed to get for school. It, sh- it was just as simple as basically asking your parents or something, right? They were always provided for me, to be honest. Yeah. In my yeah so, oh yeah. That's another thing. When you grow up in areas like where I did, the school usually isn't able to provide the textbooks or anything because they don't have the funding themselves. They're quite underfunded and they're quite in the state as it is. Hmm. All right. So the schools couldn't always provide it. So we had to buy it. So for example, A-levels, for example, and you couldn't actually take your textbook home as I remember. I remember that in like GCSE and stuff. If you had one, it was like one between two in the class and that's it. And you couldn't obviously spend any extra time on the textbook, which is quite crippling if you think about the educational thing at that point as well. Now, when I obviously had to get my textbooks, what I was doing, I was just on, because we had a SIM card on O2 with no credit on it, <laughs> which was my SIM card at the, um, mm-hmm. around this time. What we'd do is, I signed up to this O2 unique thing where you, you're like just doing re- these surveys for them on the O2 website back with, back in the day when it existed. And every month, if, depending on how many you do, you have a better chance of winning like £5, £10, £15 vouchers, etc. I was just stacking these for so many, for a while. So it's been a, maybe it was like nearly a year and I had probably like, I probably had like maybe 50 pounds in Amazon vouchers. So that's five pounds per voucher roughly. Now, every time I would have to go buy the book here, before I look at the cheapest, I guess, new book or whatever I could obtain, I had to obviously try to educate my parents that I need to get it via Amazon, which is a, believe me, this is not a concept that they grew up with because they've been working since the age of 12 because obviously they couldn't afford education themselves. So obviously they want me to educate. So obviously they're going to help me um, get the um, funding towards it. But like asking them like 15, 20 quid a book is like, is a madness when you don't even get 15, 20 quid to spend in a year, like almost. That's this like real statistics. So what I'd do is I'd say I'd minus for each single book, I'd minus the voucher off it. And then I'd be like, this is how much I need. And I, so I can get this book for this thing. I'm going to need all these books now. So now then I'm giving them like a bill of like all of a sudden, like how many? So it was six for six on maths and further maths in the first year of AS, which is roughly like, 10 each so like that's 60 quid fam. 60 quid is a mad number yeah you, you you had to have the textbook when you go into class like it wasn't it wasn't like a thing where wait so you had to have the textbook and they didn't yeah. provide it and like that's fam, asking your parents for 60 quid and having to explain that that's just for maths as well maths and further maths yeah so i had to break it down it's per like book or so and i've already applied vouchers to it and so on to make it cheaper and at this time there was no such thing as like school support kind of especially for in our school there was no kind of like financial support at the time because this this kind of, I can't believe that <laughs> so yeah there wasn't really this concept it was added quite later on so like maybe I guess when I was in A-levels they started adding like this financial support stuff in but mm. even then to qualify it yeah like you had to be in a worse scenario than me and bear in mind my scenario improved over the years like I managed to force them I guess into kind of like putting money aside and getting us like I'll be like you'll get me I'll get these good grades and so on yeah but we need another laptop or so on so that we can at least split up the working because if I'm focusing on doing my IT work yeah like how am I going to do it um, if I don't have like four hours to do it and then th- them two won't have the game time or whatever it is mm. like because it's a shared concept remember this there's three or three siblings here yeah. mm. 
at that time as well, um, in the living scenario, we actually had like either one or two uncles always living in the box room at the time as well. Because obviously they came to the country and so on. So like obviously they had to make a living and get settled down before they moved out to wherever. And obviously they paid a little bit of rent as well. But it was like, I guess, family, friend price or whatever. Mm. But it's not like it's like a significant difference. So now I guess I kind of matured a little bit early in terms of financial education. Because around the age of what was it, 12 or 13, I was like, you know, actually, I'm going to bring it back to last episode. Last episode when Jonas said that he was selling fireworks and stuff here. Yeah. I, I had a major like, I deeply relate to that year because I was actually selling like jewel breakers and stuff in school yeah in year seven oh, yeah I was, I was I was I was killing it I was making bank I thought I was making bank at the time yeah so basically what I did yeah so there were two types there were mini jewel breakers and normal jewel breakers yeah there was four in a pack of each one yeah so the, the smaller pack I think was like 10p in the shop and the other one was 20p so one time I kind of like I managed to obtain like you know this small amount for chocolates which used to be a obscene amount to ask for so I, I obtained these chocolates and at school I basically sold it for the packet price so each one so each normal jawbreaker was sold at 20p and each small jawbreaker was sold at 10p so I was I was getting Bruh. triple the thing back in year seven Baby. And, and, and then I obviously increased my stock I kept going and I had a few ops so um, kind of like snitched me out I had it confiscated then it, they gave it back obviously I took it I sold off the rest of the stock luckily I was never in the suspension area because I was still kind of I guess a uh, good student i guess i only sold it to like people i knew if and if they had the money usually most people had more like for example after school money or anything than me like i would have like zero for the most part so i was just like yeah and then i was just like obviously i had a lot of change on me at the time as well i was just like i I'm looking back on it, i'm like rough i'm did man really um sell it for like quadruple price i just carried that much change on me the entire day <laughs> how, how much were you making so like there was a point where I I was buying like five packets of each and then flipping it in school in year seven. So fifty p times four and then two uh, wait is it eight wait one pound times four. So uh, three pound profit on the big big ones and forty p profit on the small ones. Which is basic. Remember, I'm selling these at base each each individual jewel break. I'm selling it at four times the price. So I'm getting yeah Jesus a nice margin in it. So you made. Mm-hmm. Like all this money from it, what did you use? Well, I didn't make. You, bear in mind, I didn't make too much, but I just, I just kept reinvesting yeah, yeah. in the stock. I just kept buying more stock. Uh, okay, businessman. Yeah, it's got to keep. There was enough demand. More people wanted more. People were like, oh, that's the best price going on the playground. Hop hit him up, and that was that's it. So and that's how I was making. I paid money for that. Like the most that we would have would be like you swap like stickers for like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Like that was like our trade. Like who remembers Yu-Gi-Oh cards, guys? Those were the best. When people aren't educated enough to kind of sneak them in carefully or correctly, you become like a big thing. That's like the same thing with like I guess real life drugs. Like mm. the reason why they can choose the price is because they smuggle in, they go through all the effort and so on. And they try to stay anonymous. So obviously so they don't get caught. It was basically a, a where we were playing drug dealer simulator in school, I swear like that's what was happening. Drug dealer simulator. <laughs> wow so to start from the bottom you are directly relating that to finance to money yeah but that is one of the biggest things that's what started from the bottom means like, no i agree have... i agree it's a big thing yeah. i i don't know the origin of started from the bottom like <laughs> where that comes from i don't know that but but don't you think people yeah sure people could have lived in a big house and there could have been a computer in mm. the living room but they also could have like just had like a shit childhood that, that's a that's a different type of struggle that's like a more dom- of a domestic issue than a financial issue which mm-hmm. causes st- started from the bottom that's like a completely separate issue and so when you say st- started from the bottom you're not referring to that you're saying i had struggles in life 
like domestic struggles or so on like you know like either having no father or so on mm. and that's like a completely different struggle to saying started from the bottom and then whenever people ever tell you that no you didn't start from the bottom they're usually the rich the rich you yeah they usually shut them down or try to say nah that's not the case yeah it's it's all relative or some shit like this yeah like oh that's my parents money this is like real life excuses yeah that i'm pointing out yeah i'm sure like you and both of you have said this to me at some point yeah there's very few people in my life that i've met since uni that have not said something like this to me yeah and these the, genuinely the names that come to mind or something like like i'll say like maybe like nish yash who else would there be there'll be like liana liana's actually uh, one of the people that wouldn't have said something like this to me but she would have said like you can't just go around calling people rich dudes that is obviously a fair point but i'm just i guess for this purpose of the story we're gonna carry on with it in re- retrospect i was still gonna add more financial factors to this yeah but like but like say you- say hypothetically mm-hmm. i was born whatever had was born in a house three bedrooms whatever Jeez, computers whatever but then went to school or whatever and i'm saying whatever too many times now and <laughs> like everyone everyone at school were in like mansions so i i was by far mm. the bottom of that school can i not say then to them i start from no them? because that would imply you are actually under like financial duress whereas but you just want to increase in luxury there. Mm. So financial duress is when you feel like the financial struggle and you're trying to keep up, like trying to make sure you're not going homeless within the next month or something. Like a but lot like of you in would a have certain area, that. you could. Yeah, but then you can't use the saying starting from the bottom then. You need to understand what that's saying. Like, let's say, would you use any sort of racist analogy? What do you mean? What? Like, would you use, just give me a second to get to that point. Would you use a sort of racial analogy of any sort? Would you say the N word? No. Okay, yeah, so that's because you're educated in that matter, right? You're educated what the definition of that is. Yeah. So by the same logic, why can't you educate yourself for starting from the bottom this term? I don't think you can compare the two, though. Yeah. So one is, is like one a the, term. This is one of the like, often, often like discussions I have to like, get into with people because they're like, oh, you can't compare bottoms all of a sudden. But when they No, you can't, from, you can't compare that word to starting from the bottom because starting from the bottom yeah, is I like... I know, but I'm trying... I don't have a better... Do you have a better analogy for me? Like, do you have a better analogy? I'm trying no, to show I just, you that. No, I just think that starting, I get what you mean, as in starting from the bottom is 100% a financial thing. But I think it's, it's difficult. So, because Did you start from the bottom? Did no, you... I would never say that I started from the bottom. I wouldn't okay, say Aaron, that. Aaron, did you start from the bottom? I wouldn't say I started from the bottom, no. No, I 100% haven't. So when people say they started from the bottom, what are they trying to accomplish? Like, what are they trying to say? They're just trying to say they made a bigger accomplishment in life. They're trying to say they have to come up. They're trying to look, they're trying to flex something. The closest some people can get is kind of like educational thing in the same school. If you're in the same school and you all started with the same education in that same school and then one of you made it, then you could be like, in, the, in your school, you could be like, oh, I did the best in that school because we, we had all the same start in that school. In, to some relative sense, to some relative sense in that school. Because you obviously you don't know if someone's having a financial struggle, you don't know if someone's having domestic issues. You're just saying, given the educational thing, and if you only and only consider this one single factor, you did better than them. But when people say starting from the bottom, they're trying to compare it to usually the people who've actually done a, a come up and so, and mm. try to make it so that they can free themselves to get to your financial situation. So like, I'm trying to get. I don't to think your anyone's trying to compare it to anyone. They're just saying it for themselves. I'm not. If I was saying the term "start from the bottom," I'm not comparing it to anyone. Why do they get so offended? They don't get offended. They're trying to say like, well, I I did. It might not be the same version of your bottom, mm-hmm. but it was a version of my bottom. That's just stupid because they they're just using an analogy that doesn't make sense for like does it just doesn't make sense here according to what it is. 
they're saying started from the bottom, but they didn't start from the bottom. But they who had defined sort of... started from the bottom as like? Yeah, there has to be like a criteria almost to the starting from the bottom. Situation. Like, and is that financial? Is that like financial specific financial? Like, I'm using the one I understand, and that's the one at least Drake claimed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, if if started from the bottom was in the dictionary as a term, and it said a dictionary only has words, I swear. Yeah, exactly. But if it was in a dictionary okay. and it said started from the bottom equals yeah starting with very low financial mm-hmm. or whatever you describe it as like just started with no finances or very low with financial issues or financial struggles then fair enough that's the definition for it urban dictionary says started from the bottom growing up through life without much help and making it work for you through a lot of struggles typically from a poor family yeah what do you think about that definition fair enough. so the typically from a poor family back hamish's point but mm-hmm. the like the definition is kind of open. Yeah, it's quite open to interpretation. Yeah, well, then yeah. you can say the definition of anything is open to interpretation by yeah. that logic, right? Do you see what I mean? But this is like a common concept I tried to tell you earlier that whenever you tell people or call them out on this, yeah, they instantly find all these reasons and things to say. Yeah, like I know, I know in this case, you, I guess you're playing devil's advocate and trying to understand, but this mm-hmm. is like a common thing that people try to argue or the p- reason they get pissed at me is just because I'm calling them out based on literally like the financial factors, which is, I guess, what that definition is also entirely trying to say it says typical right typically a poorer family mm. and now i'm not saying i'm the poorest family i understand the struggle a lot more than a lot of people where is the line say so you like as you said like you grew up like very like i don't know how to like phrase it like bad financially poor financially yeah. like yeah. yeah that's cool but you you wouldn't say it's like the worst in the world right like you you, ha- you have a roof over your head so if someone a lot worse said they started from the bottom and then you yeah, said you started from saying. the bottom but you know they're gonna I re- be like wait you didn't start from the bottom because it's different yeah, yeah, unless so someone I, homeless was like, yeah I, I usually I usually actually you don't actually hear me say it unless I'm saying it in a joking manner elsewhere I usually never see it like in a s- serious manner anyways because that term has so much of a deeper meaning like you can't use it on a worldwide context say, say we're doing it in the country in the context of the country yeah in yeah. this country if you have a car in most cases you realistically it's cheaper to use public transport there's literally like maybe one or two percent of cases I can imagine that you'd actually need it. And that's like if you live on an f- actual like farm, like I mean, like you live not in your scenario, street. I'm sure public <laughs> transport is still cheaper in your area because hear this out. Yeah, if you're if you have a car, this is a, a va- something once again, that's just deprecating. The va- value of this car is not increasing in any way financially. You, then you have to pay all the maintenance things such as MOT fuel. What else is there? Like any repairs that you may have had to do for your car whenever you need them. And this, this actually costs like so much money over the entire course of the year. And this is actually a loss. Whereas if you compare it to saving and trying to build up towards a house, like a house isn't exactly always, I guess it's like volatile in that sense. It's not always increasing your finances. It could decrease as well, but a house is more of a stable thing. And a car is actually usually a luxury item. If you have a car in your house and you definitely can get by with just using public transport and it'll save you like 2000 pounds a year minimum or some shit, like even if it's a hundred pounds, like was in some magical case where it costs just a hundred pounds cheaper to use public transport. Yeah, you literally have no foot to stand on when it comes to discussing the car because the car is still losing value as the years go by. The more you drive it, the more you have to pay for fuel and all of that stuff. So like when 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 someone says this, like I'm using the case at uni because bare people at uni were like trying to like seriously said, oh, I started from nothing or like oh, that's my parents' money, not mine's. But then they obviously mm. had the textbook resources from the parents. They're getting like a piece of money like not not always but you know like they're getting 
they they had good financial support to get to where they did, but then they got to go around making these claims and trying to shut me down if I called them out on it. This is what probably caused me to have a lot of enemies. Do you think started from nothing is the same as started from the bottom? <sighs> no, I think that's oh, it, it's similar, but I mean, I I would try to avoid using those terms myself. Like I'd have to be doing some mad joke, or I'd have to be just joking around with people. Like trigger the rich is usually everyone will try to say that, especially when they're in a much better situation and just to make themselves feel like they had the same life journey as you when in reality no no I, a... I i could say that but i wouldn't think i have the same life journey as no you. no no. i know but i'm saying like at uni this was my experience and this is why i'm having to point this out like if that makes sense like i'm trying to say like but like if someone said that they would just be ignorant to all of the resources they use in, in the first place there, there's a lot of families where the family wouldn't support them don't live, they live in the house, house yeah fair enough but a lot of a lot of parents might not support like kids like pay for anything at uni mm. like support them in their education or mm. anything and the kid like does everything off their own back like the family might be well off they might eat well and all that but but what about the school fees if there were school fees like the education all of that if they're paying for that to get to uni then they still would have had all of the resources to get to the point in the first place obviously it's obviously not nothing because nobody starts from nothing yeah. everybody yeah. has yeah. something yeah yeah like otherwise that phrase is just obsolete yeah in, yeah in entirety but it's it's still a phrase that's used so like nothing can be like something yeah but you see these comparisons that you're trying to make these are the exact reasoning that people use to try to get out of it when i call them out on it because they know i've like hit a nerve or i've just called them out on a thing and they can't actually back themselves because i know of what they're trying to say they're from but they're not actually from that and this is a common thing which is always has happened here throughout life you're like Especially since uni, like I didn't experience it before because I guess I was with similar people, but I guess not entirely similar because a lot of these people were still well better off than me. I just happened to be one of the ones on the worser end of it, and I got to where I did. But also at uni, are you assuming that these people are better off? I did. I know I asked them certain things. I would ask them the same line of kind of questioning: When did you have your? Did you have a bike? Do you know how to like ride a bike, etc.? Do you? When did you get your first PC? Or when did you have a PC in your house? You can't be like trying to say oh no i didn't it's not my pc it's my parents pc because that's some that's literally saying oh you didn't use it but then you somehow got to where you did you know what i mean like people would always try to decide ask you about the car like did you do how many cars do you have in your family and so on there'll be like two or three i'm like so you have two or three cars you live in a pretty decent city like not in not not even london yeah like you'll be it could be any city it could be like either birmingham manchester sheffield whatever city you can think of yeah and they'll be like no but we started from the bottom i'm not i didn't have their money i'm like yeah, but you're just saying you started from the bottom, but in reality, you've had a lot better of a basis to go off yeah. than someone like. That's what I mean. It's just it's ignorance to their resources that they had to actually get yeah. there in the first place. This could have been for the majority of people, obviously. I met, and this is not saying that everyone's like this. I'm saying this is this was my experience, and why I'm trying to correct it for any of I guess any of our friends who are listening. It's not even a shot at you. There's none of this is directed at you. None of this is like behind your back or anything. This is literally like me saying how it is, and just people need up. to realize some of the shit that um that that's coming out of their mouths. Yeah. But it's not like a. I'm I'm literally saying that this is how it is, and then when people, when obviously I call people out on it, because I think I have this issue where I have to, I just call people out on bullshit. I don't know, maybe it's a bad trait to have, I guess sometimes. But in this case, like literally the same kind of reasoning that you try to go down, even though it's a, I guess in your eyes, a hypothetical. These are the same exact things people would start bringing up to like trying to either undermine someone else's like actual mm. the big financial differences that they had in life, or like just make them feel like superior to them. They're like, oh no, nah, we had the same struggle. I just did better than you. Like, no, we did not have the same struggle. You went to like 
you went to a better school, you had the resources provided to you by parents, you had you had your own like headspace. Like, say say if you're born an orphan, if you're born an orphan, then you so, have a you had a biggest one of the biggest disadvantages in life, especially when you find out. And you're in a really fancy orphanage, and you go to a good school, but you could you not say you start from the bottom? Like, yeah, they might have had finances, yeah. but like they didn't have that family backing, which. It's uh, just I would. As, I, I think there's important. another term for it. I don't think there's like started from the bottom. It's like more like had no, no one. You had like no one. You had no actual like family, or if that kind of makes sense. Like you'd say like. But I mean, I there know. isn't a phrase for that, so people might just use "start from the bottom." I don't think people do that, and I think you're making this hypothetical a lot, <laughs> just to obviously. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I'm just saying like. If people use it, they use it. Like mm-hmm. I don't think it, it's meant when people use it, they're um, meaning it to offend people who do start from the bottom. From my experience, this is what has always happened. Mm-hmm. And every time I call someone out on it, it leads to a whole load of dramatic situations. And it's just like, okay, like th- this is this is literally like a real scenario. This is why I, even till day now, I could I could buy a car now and I could obviously use one, but it doesn't make financial sense. Like it will just be a loss of money. Instead of me building, getting towards the house that we need to probably get out of these this area that we're in, and live a way this way better life. Do you think Drake started from the bottom? Mm. So Drake said that he, from what I understand from Drake lyrics, this is I'm no one knows like I, I don't know Drake's that much album. about Drake's. Like, Basically, yeah, he said that childhood. in one of his songs, essentially that his uh, mom wasn't getting enough yet, so he had to go start his acting career. But obviously, the acting career wasn't really like I guess public knowledge. It it only became public knowledge after he made claims and started from the bottom, really. But that's a different country. I'm comparing compared to a UK. You need to compare it to a UK. It was person. Canada. It was Toronto. He was born in Toronto, wasn't he? Yeah, but are you? We're talking about UK. Like you, Canada. Like financials are different than here. I wouldn't say it's like outrageously different. It is. Canada's probably like the most similar to London. I was like the places. I would say Canada is probably the most similar. Canada, the country is similar to London, the city. Well no, well, yeah, you, fu- you fucked it. Up. <laughs> well, yeah. country. <laughs> oh my god, never mind. We don't care about the rest of the UK. Hold tight, London. London's the country. <laughs> Wait, you're not even in London. Exactly, I was about to say. <laughs> On the outskirts of London. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the one of the more points around I was going to bring up regarding, I guess, my experiences, especially from uni and trying to like explain this to like normal people usually open-minded people are more understanding to it that's why like obviously i guess conversation mm-hmm. with yashnish leona and so on went way better and i guess aaron to some extent but i think there's a bit of aaron's normal stubbornness that kind of kicks in but yeah like most people just don't seem to understand like they had so much more of a financial advantage but then they're just going to go around claiming that they started from the same situation as for example someone like in Shri's background would have had to start in my background and that's not the case and they're like oh you know, all of these, those those are like some of the most common excuses or like common reasoning people try to pull out the bag. I feel like I've always recognized my own like financial privilege though. Like I'll never, I'll like get annoyed when you tease me about it as a joke, but I don't ever deny that I've had it. I've always been like, yeah, I know. And I'm grateful. I've never been like, we, we can't compare our struggles. I've still got like, it's more war when I think if you. I'm, I'm literally saying from. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but I'm just saying in general, I think the reason why maybe some people in my if they were in my position may take it the wrong way is because it could seem like you're making it seem like your problems are, are have more relevance than theirs do. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it. I'm saying that what they're claiming is their problem. It isn't the case. That's what I'm saying. So they need to stop chatting shit about it. And that's usually what I just do. What do you mean? Their problem isn't the case. 
Yeah, so they'll think I'm trying to say my struggle is greater, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm okay. just saying you didn't start from the bottom. Okay. Because what they're trying to say is that they lived in basically okay. the same financial struggle as someone in a worse situation than me or myself or, you know, someone else. They didn't and start from your bottom. Mm. No, but like you, you realize what the financial situation is. Like if you have a like a house, all these luxuries, cars and so on, like the, the core necessities, like that's why I brought the computer and the bike and everything, like all these different things, because these are the things that contribute to like, if you're really like struggling, if you're struggling, you wouldn't have a car realistically. Like there's there's no financial and logical sense that you can have for having a car if you're financially struggling, mm. and you can't say oh I don't earn enough or my area costs too much because by that logic you can move out your area by that logic you don't need your car like your car you can't say oh it's just convenient to get around but you could get rid of the convenience for the sake of financials like I I could get a car for convenience but that doesn't make sense financially it does it just doesn't make sense like I plan to when I graduate at uni and stuff like. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a car. I'll be whipping around. Like, it'll be very convenient to get everywhere. But that's not the case. Like, it's on the tick to my brain. Like, shit, if I do that, a year I'll be down like this much more towards getting towards the house. And that's just not, stu- that's just a stupid idea. Because if I'm choosing to live in my scenario for even a bit longer, I'm just putting myself through absolute torment because I, didn't, I do not enjoy living how I live right now. So I have no intention of living like this. So, would you also say that? when someone this is just oh, it's, it's related but would you also say that if someone says like yeah i made it would you say that they would have to have started from the bottom to say i made it or can they say i made it from anything i made it doesn't made it could be like oh i just made it on tv i made it could be like oh i appeared on the bbc interview you know like made it is like a I made it can be relative i made it can be relative to that person then i made it i don't even think of the serious term like if that makes sense but i don't because everyone like uses it just like throws it around but don't you think everyone throws around and start from the bottom? No, no, no. It started from the bottom. It's a different, like, like started from the bottom. Like people genuinely try to act like they came from like the bottom. Whereas made it, it could mean like, oh, I did something like, oh, I came on the podcast. I made it. Like they could literally say that. And, but even though that has no, like. After Drake released that song, I felt like everyone just said it anyway. Being like, yeah, yeah, I started from the bottom. Yeah, I started from the yeah, bottom. Yeah, no. But this was like, I don't have many issues with Drake ever, but like if I had an issue with Drake, it would be over the start from the bottom claim. But obviously. <laughs> I need to actually understand, like, if his mom couldn't make, like, a day-to-day with the whatever income she was on. I need to understand <laughs> that just before I fully break it down and tell Drake, fam, you're wrong. Like, Drake, rounds. if you're listening to this, then... If you want to go diss tracks as well, <laughs> we, can, we can go a few rounds. Third wheel versus Drake. Three star. Third wheel <laughs> So, like, a situation doesn't matter what age and you are so low, you are, like, going to not commit suicide because we learned that was the wrong term but like i forgot what the term g even said we were it was, supposed um, to oh, suicided what was it? She said she said suicided yeah that was it yeah and that could that could be someone's bottom right like you are at the bottom mentally mm. physically whatever you could be rich you could have loads of cars whatever but couldn't that be your bottom but that's not i guess like i guess the the bottom i guess in society for your country because the bottom, yeah, you'd have forget to forget the country thing. You, that, you, that's you, like you would fall from that. So thing. you would fall from that if you, because the moment you educate yourself or you end up actually in a scenario, you'd realize the bottom's actually way further than that scenario that you're claiming is your bottom and your pedestal that you can step up from. Pedestal may be the wrong word, but I don't have a better word for it at this moment. Though. But I'm saying when you're at a point where you feel like, no, I want to end my life, that's that like the lowest. Your bottom. Isn't that a mental bottom? 
like yeah, yeah, it could be a mental bottom, yeah. but it's still a bottom. It's it's that person's bottom. But didn't we just discuss that started from the bottom was related to finances? But that's what you're claiming. Started from the bottom is related to finances. You, you and Urban Dictionary. That's your definition of it. Yeah, you mean Urban Dictionary. No, the, Ur- the Urban Dictionary one was actually open to interpretation, I thought. And it literally says, the... t- typically a poorer family. Yeah, yeah, typically. That doesn't mean it always <laughs> it's not, is. It's not, it's not, it's not, that is literally the definition of typically, most of the time, right? It does the main bit is growing up through life without much help and making it work for you through a lot of struggles. Okay, fine. You two didn't that have uh, much help. Then, for example, you did, didn't have much help making it to a, for example, University of Warwick. No, but I'm not claiming I started from the bottom and either street. Yeah, I know, but like, this is an example. Say you claimed that. Mm. Say you claimed you started from the bottom and then I called this out on you. What would you do then? If I said it. Yeah, say you Wait, were what? claiming this, like, and then we got to uni, you met me, and then I said, no, you didn't start from the so bottom. So my situation's different. Mm. No, your situation's as it is, but you thought you started from the bottom. Or you used to say you started from the bottom. But I don't I think I started from the bottom. But you're going to win this argument because I don't think I started from the bottom. Like, say my situation was different and I, I had the same finance. Say I had the same finance. But as the definition said, I grew up, my parents didn't help me. Yeah, there was a roof over my head and they gave me food. So they, they didn't but help you? So did your parents, didn't they? Yeah, but you're saying like... You have a roof over your head and you got fed. Did Are you saying you started the exact same scenario as me? No, no. The definition from that was that you just grew up with very little help and struggles in life and you made it and you went somewhere or something. Yeah, but you're, you're missing the key point of this definition is just typically from a poorer family. That's not the key point of the definition. That's that literally is, that... the side note of the definition. <laughs> That's like the example. That is literally the key. If you're on that page still, should you scroll down and look at the next definition? Also, this is Urban Dictionary. This isn't like... Well, you don't use it to validate source. it, so surely it meant something to you, fool. So. I, I said it when we looked it no, up. No, I just wanted to know the actual legitimate. what the actual definition was on online. Wait a minute. My well, so is... Urban Dictionary is your actual definition. Are you talking to me? Well, yeah. Well, Shree's using it as a... Yeah, no, I'm not looking at the definition as in that's my definition. I'm just saying... I'm, for, this, for the purpose of this podcast, I'm just looking at this definition to see... Because Aaron asked, what would it be if it fell under the dictionary? So I was just saying, okay, let's just see what it says on Urban Dictionary. I wanted to see if it had any, if it matched up to what you were thinking was the definition of it, i.e. if it had any relevance to finance or if it was just talking about starting from a, a lower place and make, like, lifting yourself up, which it does, it says, but it says both. So, okay, Aaron, when you're saying starting from the bottom, what are you referring to then? When you're now saying it, for this hypothetical that you're saying, what are you now referring to? I'm not saying it. I'm not saying I start from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I respect your start from the bottom, but I also respect wait, wait, other wait, people's start from the bottom. That's, that's basically what? This whole thing's about you. <laughs> <laughs> this is your podcast. This is me about addressing like, things. Yeah, yeah. So I, I respect your definition of it, but I also, if other people have other interpretations of it, I'm open to that. I'm not, yeah, against that. That's basically my whole point okay so if they're using it in a different context then i guess they're just using it in a different context so it's a different thing that they're comparing not financials yeah fine i feel like every there's always going to be someone who's had a worse situation than you yeah there will be so there's always there's always going to be someone who's going to be like but that's why i'm also cautious to what i'm saying to people when it comes especially to the term starting from the bottom um because of of what the financial definition means there will just be some people who just don't look into the term that deeply or understand the meaning in the same no, way. No, some people say it because they want some sense of accomplishment. And I, yeah, I agree. agree. I'm going to say it. Agree, but there will also be just some people who just throw the term out and they don't, they just say it like they're, they're not thinking. The high, for the reason you say it, or if you would use it, was because you have actually 
in your own definition, started from the bottom regarding finances, etc. But for other people... Yeah, so if we use everyone else's uh, solo individuals, then what's the point in having that phrase in the first place, right? Yeah, but then there has and to this be like... Entire, this entire one hour that I've been talking is just basically a um, pointless thing right now. It literally undermines the point that we're just trying to make right now. Do you see my argument how I have to always have to end up end up in a scenario like this? Mm. Because they're trying to find it. a way out. They're trying to find a way out when they're called out upon it. I think it's just being close-minded and also being ignorant to the fact to, to the fact of what you're saying, to be honest. It's okay to go around singing it in the club, you're like, it doesn't really matter. But if you're going to go, go seriously going around and tell people you start from the bottom, you best believe there'll be there people to correct you. But who's who's being close-minded in that situation? Like, are you being close-minded? I'm trying to open not... their mind to this aspect, which I know they haven't been ex- exposed to. Like, usually most people haven't been exposed to, I guess, scenarios like mine. So especially at uni, like, I felt like I was one of very few people at uni that I had ever met that had ever understood financial actual financial duress or struggle and so a lot of people just went around thinking like oh now i started from the bottom oh no now i'm here when in reality like those of us who knew were like you didn't start from the bottom still making that claim but a lot more people are probably a lot more nicer about it than i i am i guess or the way they sound but all, all, all i'm saying is that maybe they did in their own way that's kind of my response Maybe they did in their own way. And by that world, um, Katie Hopkins isn't racist as well. I'm just going to use that example now. <laughs> how, how is that a comparison? Because by her, by her logic, she's right then, isn't she? Like, How is she right? Yeah, exactly. So there you go. If we start using that logic here, then we have to say stuff like that. I, to be honest, I don't know where the link in that logic is. To be She's honest. just saying that basically by that logic, then everyone is right. Like whatever they say, because you can just say that that person said that you know it has relevance to them so they can say it but then that what he's saying is like racism has relevance to katie hopkins so she's right when she says it i know i'm using still your argument it. against still me right still. now and currently you don't have a counter for it so i'm just proving your theory wrong. I, no, I, I literally don't understand your argument that's why i don't have a counter argument <laughs> no, for it. you it's because people don't like you wouldn't it. understand changing a tenor to a hundred grand that's like the aim that's like written in the stars by tiny temper that's <laughs> genuinely the aim for a lot of us that started in similar backgrounds all right sure you win <laughs> it's like it's like a common thing at uni i also discovered when people thought they were like all like gangsters and everything like or like all bare grimy and so on just because they had seen a couple of grime videos <laughs> or because they go gym they think they can box man in the face like this these are like this was the one this one the one was most confusing to me i was like a lot of these men had never fought in their life but suddenly they have a couple of drinks and they think they're on crud i'm like <laughs> fam none of you lot are on crud i've I could tell just by looking at you, you went on smoke. Smoke? What's crud? Is that a drug? Is that cocaine? Is that like slang for cocaine? Should I Urban Dictionary that? Yeah, Urban Dictionary, because that's what you live on. Crud, because Yeah, literally. <laughs> it genuinely is, but... Help all the rich youths out here. Go on. You know some people don't like being called rich youth. So basically, let me explain this concept why people... Why I don't understand why people... And this is also why I'm going to explain, I guess, partially well, one small reason into why I quit um, alcohol as well, yeah? And we'll go into that as well. So... Hmm. Essentially, yeah, since I was young, a lot of people, yeah, like let's just say I was, I usually pretty much had either pretty much no one a friend, maybe in year four, I maybe started make, I didn't really talk to people or anything, but I kind of tried to, I guess, was around a group, but they weren't exactly my friends. But then in year four is kind of when like people tried to actually just bully me. I, I laugh at some of the reasons they bully me. It's just that I didn't get it because I didn't have any exposure to social norms because I wasn't basically, like I was literally not allowed out of the house outside of my mom and dad picking me up. Um, from school that's it like that was that was it because i didn't they didn't understand they weren't westernized enough to understand mm-hmm. things like this like um how to socialize so i didn't learn how to socialize till it was probably quite late 
late on, but I guess it's never too late. So from year four, it was, I guess when people try to like literally bully me. I don't even give the thing that they try to bully me. They try to bully me on having a square head. It doesn't make sense as well when you try to reason with them. Like you can't, a square head is like, that's a 2D object. Like it doesn't fucking make sense. But I laugh at it now, especially one of the, my one of the favorite jokes was, I guess, SpongeBob SquarePants or SpongeBob SquareHead or whatever it was. And I was like, okay. Yeah, so basically from year four, bare, bare people used to try to um, bully me and or try to be part of it. So the only defense mechanism in places where I grew up here or any ways to kind of put people into the places when they try to start or un- put you down here or it's like, you know, use you as a stepping stone is literally to just fight them and beat them up right there. And that's not saying you're going to maliciously attacking. You're retaliating for the people that are coming for you. You don't usually just go around beating up people for no reason. And I don't want people to think that I'm just going to go around beating up people because that's not the case. Yeah. And I'll get to everything and my stances on violence and so on as well in a bit. But this is how it is. Yeah. So if you're going to go around claiming, especially like, oh, you're a big man, you go to gym a few times a week now. So you think you can box man in the head and you're going to just be all good after a fight. Yeah. Just because you've had a couple of drinks and, you know, you think you're some six foot giant or something. It's not the case. It's not going to end like that. A lot of us who actually started and had fights through their life for so many years understand this concept. And it's not like we're just having like a little bit. Of, we have, mo- most of them, I guess, are scraps, kind of scuffles, actual like punches landing to heads, putting people down. Like this is like actually people getting hurt, people crying at the end of this, people like saying, oh, that person got beat or probably like they're getting mocked out afterwards or they learned the lesson and not try to bully the person. So in my case, from year four, I had been in fights just because people tried to bu- bully me. And I can't tell you the number of fights I've been in because I genuinely tried to count and I could not count how many fights I've been in since year four. And year four is age nine. That's when mad. people um, Age eight, starting age eight, I guess. And I've just been in fights constantly. And I don't want people to think that I'm just going to violently explode one day. That's, it's not going to happen. Like There's a long, <laughs> a long thing before we even get to that stage. So in year seven is probably where it escalated a lot. Because now we're like maybe like double or triple the pupil size in our school because it's secondary school. Mm. So it escalated a lot. And then I was obviously struggling to find my close set of friends. I eventually obviously had like Willie, Krishan and so on. But Jeez. as you can imagine that Krishan is probably not the bad type. Krishan is the type of person that's cool with everyone. Willie was all similar to me, like stand up for himself and obviously people close to him. And I would do the same thing. So like Willie had also been an incident, but I'm not going to go into like Willie's life or anything. But like Willie is one of the people that understands like kind of what I'm saying. And he's actually advised me once not to say these things that people take you as psycho. People don't understand this so they're just going to label you as crazy or completely fucked up or something but here's how it is a lot of people have not been in proper fights their entire life some of us have actually had to fight literally just to stop people from either bullying us stop stop people from mugging us stop people from actually trying to hurt us here like or come physically bully us for a lot of years in our life and i don't want to play no victim card because i'm not a fan of saying oh now i'm a bullying victim i'd rather in my head be like no i wasn't the victim they targeted me but someone got boxed in the face every single time they tried it I'm not saying I want every single fight or I'm like the street fighter. I'm not a boxer, not someone who wins everything. I'm saying like, I will box someone in the face if they came to like start shit on me, like physically bully me. I wasn't going to just let someone roll over me. Like, and this was a common trait when I guess it was stereotyped that Indians are weak or something in our school. So like, like, oh, he's Indian. So I'm just going to bully him and carry over and um, carry on. And so I was just like, I thought you, I thought you went to like a pretty, like mostly Indian school. No, my school was very mixed. I'd say, would the majority be Indians? I don't know. I can't tell you that the majority would be Indian. I'll say, like, if you said, like, Asians as in, like, entirety of Asia, mostly, I guess, Southern, probably, then it would make sense. But even then, that's a stretch. I'll say it's a very, very mixed school. Like, for example, I guess, you know, the standard white, like, definition of white people, like, they're born and raised in this country and so on from the very beginning, like, 
my parents and grandparents and everything have just been always in this country. We would, it was like a rare thing to ever see that in our school. It was common to meet um, Polish people, Romanians, what else? Like Lebanese, where, where can we go? Like Afghanistan. Wow. Pakistan. Like there's so many countries you could go and try to understand like, but this wasn't a common thing. So obviously this would create faction. This would be a whole different issue that we obviously faced at school growing up. So at school, especially in our year, there was a big segregation. There was a massive segregation of like groups and the social, I guess, aspect just wasn't there because our school was more of in our like year group was in more of a standoff way. So although the teacher didn't usually see and even like, I guess the heads that would suspend people like me, they didn't see it. They, they just knew I was a good student. So they were kind of like, yeah, no, he's probably doing an actual self-defense. Like if I say something, it had more credibility because I didn't go around acting like the ass hat or the ass clown. What was it? Class clown? Class clown. In class, you know, so like I had been in a, so many incidents, like even if it was even me being like 1v2, like I had been in so many incidents up until, let's say, I think A-levels were probably like the ending of most of these incidents happening. And this is because a lot of people had gone by A-levels. But even in A-levels, I still had certain incidents. And I had been in so many scenarios. Like I had been like jumped from behind as well. Once this guy came in just because we were basically lining up a form and basically he was pissed at something. And then we were just making witty jokes around. And then he, for some reason, wanted to go for me. So he basically, when I was walking into class, he came from around. He was, he was pretty, he was, I guess, regarded as, in our school, it was like, you're regarded as a strong person if you can beat like strong people at fights or if you beat in and then you're proven and you're kind of like you're not certain to not need any more fights unless someone suddenly kind of I guess going to prove it and I'm not saying our school was a fight arena I'm saying this is how it was like oh they value that person as strong based on who they've actually beaten up or who they can beat up so I think I was lucky in the sense I had a lot more natural strength so when this person had punched me twice in the back of the head in quick succession I turned around I hit him in the stomach and I hit him in the back of this and he was like tumbling over and then it was eight man nine man dragging me and i was still in the mood to like go and punch this guy because the difference at uni i noticed here that these people had never been in a fight so if they go into a fight they throw one punch lose their adrenaline and that's it for them and it's similar to i guess what you can i guess hear boxers say and stuff like in the sense that what happens when you take a hit what happens after you throw that first punch and you lost all your adrenaline do you have it in you to keep going Mm. and that was the difference that this guy didn't probably expect in me because obviously he considered me weak and so on even though there were like countless scenarios where I had been in literally incidents like this and he chose to do it. And then the thing that made it extra peak for this guy was, and this was in year 10, so made it extra peak for this guy was the form tutor afterwards was like, yeah, like anyone else that steps out of line before we go to assembly, uh, um, I'm going to call Hamish on you. And that's what made the scenario quite funny. And I was, I had a good laugh at that time as well, but I was fuming. Like if I, if I ever get to that level of angry, like it's not like, one of you lot would be able to hold me back. Did you ever get into a physical fight at uni? At uni, no. So I'll get into why I didn't get into one at uni, actually. At uni, I had, when I came to uni, because I've said it in previous episodes, uni was paradise to me. I told myself, yeah. once I leave ENTS and go to uni, no more violence. Okay. I was like, there's no way that, we, I, in my head, everyone was going to be like super friendly. Everyone's going to be trying to be friends. You know, it's only in my area, I guess, that we must be living like this. But I guess that wasn't really, I mean, at uni, yeah. So I never got into a violence act, violence act at uni. I guess there was the most it would be would be like pushing in like a smack you and someone trying to get past me and me not letting them by. That would be it. Like, cause I, I have this thing where I'm not just letting you by. I'm not like some little bitch that you're just going to roll over. Like you're literally going to have to go through me if you want to get, get in front of me in the smack you. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like violate. Like, I wouldn't push in front of anyone else if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, I'd be quite respectful because I wouldn't want it to be done to me because I know how I'd react. 
Mm. So yeah, I was like, no, no more violence. Like this won't carry on because obviously no one's going to really know who I am. No one's making it to Warwick. From, no one made it to Warwick from my uni apart from me. I'm, I'm gone clear. Like I'm literally there. And I guess in the sec- inverted quotes, I made it. Like <laughs> I'm in paradise right now. Like this, like, and then when, when especially when I started seeing like a lot of these people, I'm, I'm like, now you can tell, man, these lot are so happy go lucky fam. They've never lived a life in like ends. They've never been a fight in their life. Like I could just tell. Like I know this is judgment, and I know Aaron's waiting to comment, stereotyping, etc. Yeah, like, but if you're honest, you're like from the people I met at uni. Aaron, Aaron could be the first example. Aaron, how many fights had you been in before uni? None, none, and I'm proud to yeah. say that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm using it as an example. What's the point of that question? I'm still like going down my reasoning. If that makes sense, I'm still going down. Like I came to uni with a mindset. No, I'm not going to get into many violence acts. There shouldn't be like people like this because if I made out of my school I'm the only one from my school they're the only people I had situations with so if no one's going to be there from my school there's no way that I can be in a situation with anyone right that that was my logic like that was literally as simple as my logic and everyone I could befriend as many people as uni as possible but yeah so the violence thing pretty much stayed corrected throughout uni and that was probably a big shock though I guess within the four years outside of uni there was a couple of incidents whether it was public transport or but there was nothing ever at uni. I would never have let anything happen at Lemming Spa, Coventry, anything like, even though I guess in Lemming Spa, there was a really close case where something could have happened. But that's a completely different scenario. That's me actually stopping a mugging. There's a difference yeah, in that one. And th- that's why like, I would never bring the violence to uni. Like, I have enough control. The only reason violence was used was the retaliation to get through to people, I guess, similar to myself, mm. that wouldn't understand this concept. Now you need to leave me alone. If I'm not bothering you, don't bother me. If we ain't cool like that, you don't need to go and start on me for no reason. Like, you mm. will get put down. You can't just go, I guess, violate someone and expect to get away with it. But at uni, everyone came with this mentality, or they've hit gym. But, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm, I'm a sick street fighter, street fighter or anything. I'm saying that I know if I go into a situation with anyone from uni, despite if they went gym or so, because I think gym gives people a false sense of strength. I know that the reason why I would win is because of experience. Because I know that in a fight, that person, after throwing one punch, that's it for them that's all the adrenaline burnt because they think that oh it's meant to be a one punch KO or something they think they're like Deontay Wilder or some shit like this is how I oh, isn't that a lot of assumption that's a lot of assumption but I also know that that was going to be the case so I guess you could say this is from my opinion solely it's all in my head and that may not have happened but most likely that there was never going to be the case where I got into a situation that way someone that actually had like more fighting scenario because I wouldn't be as I said I don't go around picking fights like I'm just kind of how do I say it? Like, I'm kind of minding my own business and then someone feels the need to violate me, if that makes sense. But I also had a lot more restraint at uni because at uni, the reason why I was a paradise, I had my own room. Like, this was a big, big change in my life. When you have your own room, you have your own headspace and having your own headspace is like, only looking back on it now as I'm older, I could say like, if I didn't go Warwick, I wouldn't have developed. I would have probably, I wouldn't have even made it to this day. Like, if I went to a London uni or so, the fact that I ended up at Warwick was perfect, like perfect for my development as a person. And that probably helped a big part in making sure that my anger management that I had yeah. was developed correctly and allowed to take the break from all the struggles from home and everything away and just kind of like live in this essence of shit, like this is paradise. Like, look how beautiful it's always sunny here. It wasn't always sunny, but you know, it <laughs> looks so sick. Like I've never seen places that look this nice. I just, it's just, yeah, it's like, yeah. There's, there's no way to explain it. Like, it would have been, it would have been like heaven for you, to be honest. I think you're right because having your own room is 100%. Like, having your own space on it, for me, on a day to day basis, I have to be 
I have to be on my own or in my own space or alone for like a certain part of the day or I feel like I'm going crazy. So for you not having that space at all in your own living area must, you know, in your own actual home must be completely crazy to go to having that space. It puts you in a completely different headspace. And and then obviously that's why also people are like, oh, it's quite easy or you get a good get a good job and then you just get the magical money and then you automatically have fixed your scenario it's not really that simple as well like so uni was a paradise like it gave me kind of a break from everything i don't have to like deal with the day-to-day arguments with the fam and so on like because living in this scenario like as you're all right up in each other's faces yeah yeah you end up in this scenario where you're always in things and i bear in mind i love my fam to bits it's just that i'm probably someone who'd rather live alone than live with the fam if that makes sense and for a lot of people i guess in similar scenarios they'll probably feel it they'll probably understand now i guess in lockdown people i guess are feeling locked in you know like the feeling oh i struggle a bit because i'm locked in the same household and i have nowhere else to go but if you're locked down and you know who i sympathize for i sympathize for the people in similar or worse scenarios to me but who haven't had the courtesy of fluking it through life i guess and ending up at warwick and you know ending up on a decent pay and so on because those people are suffering the most right now. The people who you didn't think ever... you fluked through life, mate. Yeah, I think I fluked it. I got, I got lucky. I, everything like kind of fell in place. Everything is literally like you know when Bianca was explaining, like it's like a movie. Like it kind of just magically fell in place. Like obviously, I aim to get stuff, aim to be at a certain point in life, or some shit like that. But if you think about it, like I wasn't a top GCSE student by by well, I had no A stars or anything. Yeah, so I had like five A's, three B's, the rest C's or whatever. And yeah, so I wasn't like, I wasn't even expected to get an A star at the end of A levels. And in our school, like getting an A star was like, you'd have to be a miracle child. So I wasn't even allowed to apply to technically Warwick, UCL and Oxford when I actually tried to apply. And Warwick at that time, I think was like sixth or like eighth in the league table for computer science. What was UCL? UCL was like sixth, maybe. Oxford was obviously like second. Then there was King's College and Queen Mary's, which I had to apply to because. Yeah, they they didn't think I'd make it anyways. So those were like down at like the 30s and so on in the table at the time. Back in like, I guess, 2014. So I got rejected from Oxford because of the maths test. And this was because when I asked my ma- one of the maths teachers that I had at the time in A-levels for help, she was like, even I don't understand this maths. And I can't help you. And that's it. I was like, rah. I never liked that teacher anyways, but that, that was just like kind of the nail in the coffin for that one but i don't think anyone from did anyone from my year make it to oxford or cambridge obviously our sixth one was really small so there wouldn't have been many people so i had offers from ucl which was obviously i guess at the time better than warwick then it was warwick king's college and queen mary's and the reason why i also shocked a lot of them was because i had all four offers within like two weeks and they were like what the fuck like how has he got four offers and he's applied to these unis for this they're like no, what the fuck? So now I'm sitting on offers that I'm on a high, like compared to everyone else. I'm like, shit. Like, I've just proven it. Yeah. Minus the Oxford thing. Yeah. Like, I've just proven that I'm on a whole nother tier right now and I'm ready to go for it. So obviously, some others started securing offers and so on, but now is the point of making it. So in, a- in AS, I fucking worked my ass off. Like, I was, I would just stay in the student common room. I just, despite the noise and everything, I just tried to go to a text every single exam I could, yeah, to try and understand everything because i was so far behind certain teachers would help but i was just i guess in the solo mindset so i'll just keep going so i'd be in like the student common room just you know trying to study for a level so at the end of as i had so you couldn't get a star in as so i had the a in maths a in further maths 
ANICT or Applied ICT and did D in economics because I wanted to drop it, but they wouldn't let me. But I regret that. I, if there's anything, one of the few regrets I have in life is not, I guess, working for that economics thing and just ruining my um, portfolio at A-levels. And then I've, I literally flopped further maths in A2. But my grades were really good from A-levels, like the first year. So that it meant that I got a C in further maths. So I had like Fs in probably every exam to average at a C for further maths. And for maths, I got the A star. Applied ICT, I got the A. And yeah, I had A star AA, which was probably... I had one of 17 A stars in our year. And yeah, so then that's how I ended. But obviously, A star AC isn't the requirement for UCL. So they were like, nah, fuck off. So they rejected me on offer day, well, before offer day, I guess. And then Warwick were like, because Warwick's offer was AAA at the time. They were like, yeah. And I was like, raw. And I, I obviously had second out. Maybe I should just go King's College, satisfy the firm. You know, let, let them just sort of think, oh, he's at home, etc. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, there's no fucking way. If I go to King's College, I'll be the same level as half these pricks that I have beef with. Yeah. And there was like, no way. There was just no way I was going to King's College and dropping like 30 places in the league table for it. Sorry, Ria. I'll take King's College. You're going to hear this. This is for computer science. This is for computer science. So I'm just thinking about how much better my life would have been if you went King's College. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have still met Hamish somehow, knowing things, especially if you went to King's. No, I, if if I met King's, I wouldn't have had. A, I wouldn't have got to socialize. Or I wouldn't have developed. There's just no way I would have. I would have lived in this scenario. I would have tried to live out first year, but the, the living cost just wouldn't make sense. It just wouldn't have so when I Warwick was like the perfect thing. So when I obviously got rejected by UCL, I didn't actually tell the fam that I was going Warwick because I knew there was going to be a big argument the moment I told them that I'm going outside of London. Yeah, mm. they only understood that you could only go to London for a good uni. So I was just like, fam, I'm not fucking bothered for this conversation. By this point, like, I can't really talk to my parents for anything anyway. Does that make sense? Like, it's kind of like I'm just going to do what's best for me. I'm not going to a uni with an up and they're letting them think they're at the same level as me I'm going to show that I'm at the same but and a better level and then that will just not only will that get the ops but like that's just me doing me so I went I ended up at Warwick by literally a, a fluke maybe a margin nothing you just described sounded fluky yeah you need a bit of luck but I think everyone needs luck in their life but you you said like you worked your ass off kind of thing like that's not a fluke mm-hmm yeah, I well, think you're so, I think you're doing yourself like an injustice by calling yeah. it I think, a fluke. No, I think like that if you think of all the points and all the factors, yeah, it's it's like a fluke. Like to get even to get to the job I got to, yeah. So before I actually get to that, let me just finish off the scenario regarding violence. So <laughs> yeah, I'll just avoid violence. I wouldn't try to be in a scenario with violence. But for example, when we were in San Francisco, someone was also stepping to Aaron getting rude about the pool table or something. I'm gonna stand in front of him. I'm like, bro, Aaron when? may not <laughs> on your birthday. There was some guy that was pissed off his head, but he was like looking down and he's like trying to pressure you, like, oh, we've been in the queue for this pool table or some shit in the arcade. And I just stood in front. I'm like, fam, no one's stepping to fucking Aaron unless they step through me. Yeah. Because by this point, yeah, like, no. obviously you've proven your loyalty to me. So I'm going to back you no matter what happens there. No. Yeah. So I'm, no. I, I just I just came and stood in front of him. I'm just like, like this guy's not going to fucking touch him. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I'm America. I will bang man in the face if I have to. Yeah. Was I drunk? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't remember. That. Yeah. You were, you were quite gone by this point. Oh, wow. On the violence thing, though, like, I don't want to spend too much, like, yeah, long yeah. on it, but, like, why did it, for, like, people that are listening, they could be, like, yeah, I got bullied at school and all that. Like, why did it result to violence, exactly, for you? In our thing, there wasn't the kind of the, using the concept of words. Words can hurt. You can, I could use words that hurt, and that obviously set people off more. So, one of the things that kind of made my wit, I guess, a little bit better was 
me being able to retaliate verbally because I guess I would use my brain a bit more. It would be clogged up by the drugs that they would already be on. So one of the key factors was like, you can't get to them. And then if they're physically violating you, they're not going to stop. Like this is a known thing. If they're going to like come at you, whether it's mugging you or they're coming to physically attack you, they're not going to stop if you just let them push you around. This was just the thing. Like if I didn't retaliate to I wouldn't be even where I am today. I'm, I may not even be like alive. Like that's like a genuine thing to say. Like if I let people do that and that's just one of the things that can never let someone do in public. I'll try and, you know, like I'll try and step back to avoid the violent scenario. But if someone oversteps it, like, and tries to like start shit with me on the train, even if I moved away and so on, then someone's getting clawed. And like, that's all I know. Like, at the end How was your like, school within this? Like what, what role did they play in the bullying? If they did, did they just not take an active role at all? Or did they, Okay. they tried to but you couldn't we couldn't as well kind of like do that kind of snitch behavior if you snitch fam you're, you're basically guaranteed to be dead or like stabbed like probably after school or something smart like is this an exaggeration when you say like stabbed and dead no like, like our people there were there were often times where they had to search people like for weapons and we lived around like neo council estates at least the bit where i'm from so i live next to the Stonebridge and calls and ones you can google this and do your research on these areas in your own time like Hold tight, Hamish's children. Of like being this like pick up K Coke and so on. But like this is like a genuine thing. Like, do you don't I don't think you understand how often muggings took place. And obviously we knew the people doing the muggings, but we ain't gonna snitch. Because that means you have like an entire faction after you. And the last thing you want is that you can't defend your family from an entire faction no matter who you are, because there'll be elders there, they'll be like, you know, they will have entire numbers advantage on you. Like, that's just there's just a line of stupidity, like no snitching. And the police actually, let me tell you true stories. The police here here. If someone like came in, like maybe did like mugged you or something, yeah, and you identified the witness, they would actually tell you to step down and not not testify against them. It's recommended, otherwise there'll be other consequences you may face that they can't help you with. This is like genuine shit, like in our area. If you come to my house here, like the people who've actually seen where I live, the inside of my door is like has an extra layer of barricade applied to it, like metal and stuff, like drilled oh. into it, just so that people can't try to break it. And on my on the front of my door, there's screwdriver marks. We installed CCTV the moment I started making some money just to prevent like the happenings of our area and this is not like how do i say it so basically there was no kind of like help you could try like tell the person off or anything but it's just going to make it worse if you can't handle yourself like you would just kind of be like a sad victim forever there was no like movie fairy tale ending where you could tell the teacher the bullying gets resolved it's not a thing that happens here like so these people had to be put into place and obviously, I wasn't going around trying to start no gang war or anything. I was just there trying to like hold my own. I'm like, you're not violating. That's it. That's and crazy. There's, no teacher. the, the, there's teachers that knew I had been in several fights. They had obviously caught me, stopped me. But usually because they knew I was a good student, as I said, like, like let me get away from so many suspensions and getting excluded from so many times. Like Even like when the SLT, like the head staff knew, they were like, yeah, he's a good student. And we know that person's a troublemaker and they probably started with him. And yeah, that. So like whatever story I said was always going to kind of pan out. Like I was like, I didn't look, look for trouble. I genuinely didn't look for trouble. Mm. I, it just always found a way because these people that are doing the bullying, I guess, or trying to get wherever the cr- point across is, they're messed up. And then they're getting influenced by other factors that are messed up, such as drugs and other influences because they're living some scenario that because of their li- bad living conditions as well, you know, and so on. They're, they've been dragged into a life with other like family relatives into other affiliations and then they have to follow that way of life. So then they're just trying to be the top dog, I guess. If you see in Top Boy, it's like, you're just trying to be the top boy. There's literally like no better reference for it. And this was like a genuine thing. Like, it's not like I tried not to fight back with words. Like, 
words only make a difference. Words hurt at uni more because people have a bit more of common sense, I like to think. Mm-hmm. But where we grew up, words didn't make that difference. Like until they were like physically put down, they couldn't be go around and say, I'll, I'll beat you up. Like they'll literally come around, I'll beat you up if you try to do this. I'm like, fam, beat me up. Even like in scenarios when we're at like concerts, there's been a few cases. Like once when we were at Drake, yeah, what happened was, yeah, there was this big group here. Like there's a guy like even bigger than like Willie. And that's not often that you get like guys like, um, as I said, I guess they were too much on like thinking their own grime and everything. And they may be used to like kind of bullying people. So, but like me and Willie are like stand up people, which is one of the reasons I like highly respect Willie like over the many years that we've known each other is because he won't just like back down or let anyone kind of step over him for no reason like so these lot try to push in front of us we're quite far at the front yeah like we're like third row like standing and these lot try to push in front of us so this this guy gets really gets into a fight but he doesn't get kicked out because he's a bigger guy and security didn't want to deal with him and he had like an entourage of like eight goons here but we since we were chill, chilling trying to make sure each other and even the people around us we were just making kind of like making friends make sure no one got hurt everyone's cool like the short people they could yeah, go in front of us like a little bit and we didn't like accidentally elbow someone uh, with vibing. Cheers, boss. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, mate. Um, <laughs> basically, like we had actually ended up making friends with like certain other like people in the audience, whether it was like um, girls or guys. Yeah, like you know, it was just for the night. Oi, oi. Like, just girls, for the man. night, yeah. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Basically, w- w- <laughs> when, when the situation started kicking off here, yeah, and it was going to be a really messy situation, the guy's nose was already bloodied off by someone else, and he was like, to w- he was like to lead yeah, like. Yo, are you going to do something to me if I stand here? No, you're not, fam. I'll bang you in the face before you do it. And Willie's like, bang me in the face. And that. And at that point, I was ready. I was like, oh, shit, here we go, lads. <laughs> and the guy to our left, it was quickly broken apart, I guess, because security noticed that shit was going to kick off. And I think Willie would have easily taken that guy. I was waiting to take the goon off or um, whatever on the side. Or I was like, Krishan, if that guy starts, you take that, hold that guy back. Me and Willie will deal with these two pricks. Then the guy next to us here was like, Yo, if they start on you, like we're not having this behavior as well, so we're backing you. And I'm like, okay. And then we we basically had like, not exactly the numbers matched, but like, I, I we were confident that this guy was gonna back us here, like for these these pricks that were just out here to be like absolute douches. They weren't like high on something as well. So like, it's not like we're looking for these scenarios. We're just like stand up people. We we actually try to be nice to people in crowd as well. Like, especially when it's like. Like I've been to Joe concerts that are like are less people trying to start violence than a Drake concert because everyone's on some next shit. Like they're they're some of the baddest people out there. Like I don't think I'm one of the baddest people out there or anything. I just think I'm a normal person. But people just want to keep starting shit with me or like keep trying to get their way. And it's not like I ever look for violence. Like violence is not the literally not the answer. Like that's literally what I'm going to tell people. Um, it's literally a means to get to to survive where I grew up. And at no point should you lot be, uh, people at uni be thinking like, oh, I've seen a couple of grime videos. I've seen a couple of drill videos. That I, can, I think I can bang a man or chef a man. Oh, that's not how it happens. I've seen people get run down with a shank. You're not on it if, the, if that shit goes down at uni. I've seen this happen. Like, you're not on it. Is that a knife? Yes. Or <laughs> anything sharp or an actual weapon that you can use to stab someone. What? Like, pe- like pe- the people who claim this, like... Do people watch grime videos like a video of Stormzy and then be like oh yeah I can shank Mate, someone where, where else does this hype come from where, where does it come from like being an alpha or a security I don't know where it comes from but I, know, playing I don't know if it's something. the gym energy like, I don't know if the like you know the protein shakes got them like on some big big energy a lot of it is gym energy and that extra like, but the thing is gym doesn't gym may make you like lift more but it doesn't mean you can fight this is one thing I'm always going to tell people do you not think you can fight because you go gym you may do you may do like a martial art or something, but that doesn't mean you can win a street fight because a street fight doesn't play by the rules that you play by. 
Like you're used to like the rules in this martial art, for example, but that doesn't mean you're going to necessarily beat someone who grew up fighting on the streets their entire life. It's, a, it's two different things. And so you, no matter what you know, whether it's taekwondo, karate, don't go, the people who know these sports as well don't go looking for fights. <laughs> they always actively avoid it. They only do it in the ring for the money. That's it. And done. I'm a judo black belt, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> so can't start fighting. <laughs> another, another hype beast. <laughs> so basically, you don't, you know, you know, AJ, you don't, you don't see AJ going around um, boxing people up in the street for no reason. Do you like, he doesn't go around. Are you talking about AJ Tracy or Anthony Joshua? Anthony Joshua. Okay. <laughs> same, with, same with AJ Tracy. AJ Tracy doesn't go around banging next man up for no reason. Like there's no point to it. Like you don't go around using violence. Mm. You're literally being, a, at that point, you're literally being a terrorist. Like that's that, one of the definitions of terrorist. But I'm not going to go into the terrorist debate because that's actually long. <laughs> but yeah, so what was it? So don't use violence. And I, if you're with me, don't expect me to like get into a violent situation just because of this. I'm trying to, the reason why I hadn't told so many people in my life, like especially after uni, because they just look at me different. They think that I need some sort of help. They think I need some sort of therapy. I probably do need some sort of therapy. I won't be like a counselor, but I'll never take it. The thing is, I'm not going to get into the reasons behind that fully, but I'm just going to say, I don't like that concept of someone being in my mind. And I mentioned that in a previous episode. Mm. but essentially I won't, you won't, don't have to worry about violence with me if however something was to start on you you best believe if you've been loyal to me I'll back you if not you can go rot there that's as, that's my, that's as simple as my logic is that's as simple as the logic is and that's why in Leamington Spa the, the one time I nearly got into a situation was because there are two freshers they were at the bus stop mm. and there was these two youths in Leamington Spa so probably not they're probably not even 15 like they were acting well one was acting like he was carrying like a either a gun or a shanky on him. And he had his like hand in his pocket, like trying to big it up. Like and he was like, Oh, give me a five or four of the bus or whatever, then give try, give me the rest of your money, etc. Yeah, to these this couple that was there. And I was like, Yo, what's happening? Because I went to the Tesco. I didn't I thought it wasn't too much. I thought it would be over by the time I'm out. Like I didn't think it was a mugging going over. But when I came out, he was like actually trying to do something that something or act like he had a weapon. I'm like, mate, what are you gonna do? What's the what's the issue here? And he's like He's like, what fam? You don't want this yet. And he's like acting as if he's gonna pull out a weapon. I'm like, fam, I fucking dealt with people like this already. Like if you if you want to throw something or you want to take it out, you wouldn't be pretending like you had it there. You'd actually have it out. <laughs> but basically, yeah, so the, the kids, I guess little brother or other friend, was like to him, Nana, let's go, let's go, yo, yo, let's go, yeah. Forget it, man. So they had already taken I don't know they had taken five quid off this couple by this point, yeah. Um, I said you'd never give money to anyone. If anyone said that usually they won't have a weapon on them, they're just acting up like it. But obviously, try to act safely. And I apologize for these. They don't represent the UK because they said that they're quite new to the country. So I was like, I apologize because this isn't this isn't how we are. <laughs> People I like to think. So yeah, and that was the closest time I'd almost been in the situation. I was ready to drop my... Well, I literally went to get fruit at the time. It was like 9 p.m. at night, 10 p.m. maybe. I went to get fruit. But yeah, that was like the one time I guess I've nearly been in a like a fully violent situation. Like I, I didn't like, expect I that as, as the close to violent situation. I either thought it was going to be something like, well, to be honest, I didn't think it would be with someone who you disagreed with. But I thought maybe it could be something like a girl who you were close to or friends with, and then it, because the reason why all of my close guy friends have have got into fights, like or physical fights, is always because the boys touch me in a club, and that's the main reason why they always have started a physical fight if if there has been one. So I thought it could have been something similar to that i mean there's been scenarios but i think people know better than to i guess move like that in the club because there's been situations where like i'm not going to mention the girl name where i stepped in in between it was actually mm. one of our close friends Aaron. Mm. and the person they acted like they were like who the fuck is this guy but then they were also like they just didn't do anything i think they kind of knew that 
if I'm stepping here like this, that either means that she's my girl, which she's not, obviously. Um, yeah. Or like she's like part of their squad and that's obviously. Not gonna <laughs> so and obviously that's not gonna happen, yeah. And I felt like at uni, like and this what this this particular incident I'm referring to is in Birmingham. I was like, they could I think they were just no they just kinda knew better for the most part, like not to do it. I didn't I would say that, that was the that was a situation where I nearly actually like fully raised my fist. Mm. And that's like a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand, like I have a lot of cool before I get to that state. I, I'm not just like someone who just bangs someone the moment I get violated a little bit. That's just not going to happen, if that makes sense. But obviously, I wouldn't like let's let someone like disrespect you lot if you lot were around me and we were outside or something. Like I'd be like, fam. And yeah, so yeah, don't use violence. Try to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> what was the other point I was going into before I got lost in this? Um, about you quitting alcohol. Fourth yeah. <laughs> year. So I actually had many reasons that waffle. were part of me stopping alcohol. So obviously I started literally at uni, ended at uni basically. So in first year, I actually gone to a doctor because I used to have like these really bad stomach pains after it. So it turned out like like last, I guess, September, I was diagnosed with stomach ulcers called, let me find the exact name. <laughs> what I had was Helicobacter pylori. So it's H. pylori for short. It's a type of stomach ulcer. So I guess it's when... Most people carry this bacteria, but it wouldn't usually like stomach ulcer. U L C E R or U L C H E R. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not <an> alcohol. <laughs> so, what do you oh, you're drinking that, that's... Aaron. Slow down on the pints, mate. Couple cans, couple cans. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, I didn't know they failed to diagnose this at uni, but I probably had this since I was like in GCSE. So you can actually have this and not be badly affected to like for like years and years. So. Mm. I used to think I was like lactose and cholera and all these other things. I kept switching up my diet to figure it out, but mm. like, alcohol would have a really bad effect on my stomach pain. And so that was a big reason. I'm like, nah, I don't like the hangover effect anyways. I don't like the pain I go through when I have to drink alcohol. The moment I drink alcohol and it goes into my body, it would go into so much pain. Like I would have to probably sit on the bathroom like for a while because of how much pain I am. Like it literally imagine a stomach ulcer, uh, best way to explain it or like any sort of this kind of infection was. If you had like cut your finger and you put like chili powder on it, like if you ate chili food, that's the kind of feeling you'd get if you put the chili powder mm. on your finger cut. So if you put alcohol on it, it's going to sting, right? So imagine it just stinging through your entire like kind of intestines. That is not a pain no one wants to really go through. So obviously I didn't know this till well after uni, but this was probably a big thing. They said that a lot, a lot of people sometimes, not a lot, but some people can't actually drink alcohol because of the issues it has with the stomach or so. Obviously they failed to diagnose the the cause, but... They're like, yeah, it's just better if you stop drinking, if anything. But I thought it was a common effect of alcohol. Um, and it was a separate thing. I didn't think it was related at the time. There was also a case where it costs, like, it's just expensive to drink. And at that time, I chose that smoke, uh, smoking was cheaper. So I was just going to do that and get on a high um, at the time. So <laughs> so I thought that was, yeah, I just did that. And genuine thing, it's cheaper to get high than it is to, to drink. And it's probably safer for a lot of people. That's That's literally like, probably true as per my experience and so i stopped drinking pretty easy it saved me a lot more money i stopped smoking by by now as well so yeah it doesn't make a difference anyways drinking that was one one reason there the cost the hangover but one reason was yeah in fourth year there was a point i guess where i wasn't sure like if it was because i was drunk i was this person pushed me and in my head i played out this entire scenario where um i instantly at the bar picked up the bottle that was right there and already driven it through his head and like I was like, that's why I was like to Aaron, yeah, like I'm not drinking anymore. I actually turned to Aaron 
that night, like when I was at the bar, I'm like, oh, raw, like, raw, like, from because I, I was in shock that I didn't do that myself. Like, I thought I just had done that to that person, yeah, because like, I like, like, in a sense, violated, yeah, and I was like, raw, okay, I need to stop drinking because I don't want to ever end up in a situation where I've used to use violence at the paradise that I have, the one place where I said I'd never use violence, right? So I was like, you know what, yeah, in case that this is true, like, obviously, it could have been completely different or it could have been a completely different cause um to whatever went on in my head i was just like you know what yeah let's just not test the trial and error it let's just not drink here and it's safer for myself for ev- for anyone on the receiving end mm. just because like no one for example may get bottled no one's gonna get decked right there like yeah and it's just it's just a lot safer if if i just didn't drink it instead of finding out the bad way that I may about be about to deck someone, but this was in fourth year, by the way. So like at the very beginning, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I wasn't a violent drunk or anything. I was just like, what what, what is a what is a drunk person meant to be like? I don't know. You never got like that drunk, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. That's the thing. Like, I I had enough sense to like, I guess, realize like, I don't know. I don't know if the alcohol triggered it, but if the alcohol did trigger it, I don't want to be. Obviously, it was at the beginning of term, so it could have been. I just came back from living in ends for a few months to come back. So that could have had a part in it, but I didn't want to find out. So I just stopped. It was just a safer bet to stop drinking than finding out later on, especially when you have so many negatives for it already. Like, as I said, I didn't like hangovers, didn't like the stomach pain that I go through every time I drank a bit. Do you really want to end up in a scenario where I'm charged with like assault because I just bottled someone <laughs> just because I was under the influence? Like, it's more of a logical step. I'm not going to trial and error it. I'm not going to figure it out just because I don't want to know, realistically. And that could obviously be due to underlying issues with myself, I guess. So yeah, that's like one of the big reasons for, I guess, quit, quit stopping alcohol. And I guess if any of you want to be bad men or just because you hit gym a few times, think you can fight or you're all bad and you drink alcohol and you feel any sort of violence, you should probably stop. It's probably for your own good. But yeah, this is telling for someone who has actually had a lot of violence in the background. And I hate being looked at differently. Just if I said, no, I used to be in bear fights in school. Like I hate looking different, but I'm just trying to like, I guess, educate people like, this is how it was for a lot of people and a lot of you just think that I say a lot of you I'm saying like I'm generalizing here by the way just so you know that this is not how disclaimer you think it's going to turn out yeah this is this is like reality like yeah and if you're ever in a situation where you're going to end up in violence proactively try to avoid it like even I try Krishan's probably the best example in my life for like he knows, I guess, how me and Waleed, we won't sleep on like a violation. And I, I don't mean to be like exposing Waleed in a bad way. I'm just trying to say that we're just kind of stand up people. And I hope he doesn't find me saying that. So like, Krishan will more proactively try to avoid us being in the scenario than I guess me and Waleed would. Whereas me and Waleed in that scenario would be very reactionary. Like, if they're going to come all the way this far to violate us, then they can be taught a lesson. Um, hopefully, <laughs> that's more of like a thing. And obviously, when I was, even after uni, there's a point where certain people from work were moving in a certain mad way and I was going to react in a very, very bad way. Like, And probably like at that point, I think it was like... Hey, call him out, call him out. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> um, Nish and Yash were like talking major sense into me. Like, what? when was this? This was like January 2019. Oh, and, okay. I've heard this. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. you yeah, I think you know. And it was probably a good thing that they started there because I was fuming at that point. And yeah, like people just don't understand, I guess, the actual consequences to moving like a, moving like a rat. So... Yeah, at that time, obviously, I guess I was going through it, trying to like move back in. It's not possible to just kind of live back in the scenario. I kind of set myself up for this life and accidentally, anyways, because when I got my job offer like the year before, Jan 2018, I was like, 
it's impossible to live at home and make it. But if I live at home, there's a chance I could get them to better ends. And obviously I chose like, yeah, I kind of chose to say, fuck it. I'll, I know I'll go through mental insanity, but if the fam's out, like how can I go live a better life and then leave my fam there? Like that's just not, that's just not thing. That's just like that, that sense of loyalty you just can't do. And you can't violate if you're from like areas where we grew up. Even, even if I guess like, you know, for example, like we, the fam had many, many situations going on at home. We won't let them rot in ends. That's just not a thing. And a lot of people, I guess, wouldn't understand that concept. They're just like, oh, as soon as I'm done with uni, I get a job, I move out normally. And then obviously it's all good. But a lot of people don't have that, I guess. It's not as easy as that. That was just one of the things. So yeah, avoid violence. Proactively avoid it, please. Violence is not the answer. Unless you grew up in ends, then make sure you can hold your own. <laughs> Do you also proactively avoid meat? Do I? <laughs> but I'm no. Well, actually, I'm not... <sighs> Okay, so here's the thing, yeah. People obviously Aaron made the joke here and it's kind of stuck really well. Yeah, well done Aaron for this joke, yeah. <laughs> so there's a joke about I, I didn't even yeah. know what joke this is. I make so so veggie jokes. days, it's... like you just made up the days that I'm Saturday and Monday. <laughs> so the reason I don't go explain this because I don't want to like preach Don't know Craig David though. The the parts of religion I follow, right? So like you don't most people that know me know I probably don't eat much like chicken or anything anyways. Like I pretty much the only I guess thing I eat would be chicken, but I don't eat much of it anyways. And that would only be on certain days if it's not like a religious day or if it's not like a certain day of the week. So I'm just going to give a very, very, very small and brief insight into the bit of Hinduism. I, and I guess the kind of trade deals I have with God. Very, very brief. Because this episode is going to be quite long. And I know that um, there's probably five <laughs> listeners left at this point. <laughs> Funny. So basically, on Monday, basically, I mean, Hinduism, like the Shiv Parivar, I guess the Shiv family, like, that's kind of like their day of the week. Like, you know, on Monday, like you always, I don't know how to explain it, but like how I grew up, at least my understanding yeah. is that there were, Mondays are kind of like allocated to them. Thursdays is for like, bear in mind, there's like 33 million gods, but obviously I only follow, I follow a bunch of them and I believe in God, God's the real and so on, but I'm not going to preach it to anyone. I'm not, you can do your own thing. I'm not going to force religion on you, but this is literally my view. This is why if someone tries to force their religion or tell me, how my thing is wrong, then they can just go fuck themselves. Like, <laughs> because I wouldn't go do the same to them. <laughs> yeah. So, and the Thursdays is like Sai Baba. So for those of you who know, you know, actually mm -hmm. one of our previous guests, Kale, went on the train back here after the podcast. Um, She does the same thing. She's veg on actually Thursdays here because she, oh, wow. she does it for Sai Baba. So like, I knew I wasn't the only one on crud, I guess, yeah. Or any sort of <laughs> retarded shit, yeah. Um, and then sa Saturdays is for like Hanuman Baba. So um, I'm usually Aww. veg on those days for sure. And I usually, well, nowadays, I can only ever go temple if I, minus COVID, if I wanted to go temple, it would be on a Saturday because mm. Saturday is obviously a weekend. So obviously there's no way I'm going to go to the temple or even on that day touch like chicken or anything if I've been to that temple. But yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So the veg day is like, it's not like it's a joking thing. It's like, not like I'm trying to like, I guess a bit of it is like, I'm not a big fan of also eating it because like there's this aspect, like if I think about how like an animal has been killed or anything. I can't see like the raw thing. So if I see like, say I saw like a butcher shop on the way to like mm. going to eat out somewhere, I wouldn't be able to eat like non like chicken essentially. Mm. And I'd have to end up buying something veg anyway. Even if like there was no religious day or something, it was like a Tuesday, there was no other religious activities going on or something. Me being veg is quite easy. I don't have the issue with being veg or I guess vegan. I think vegan would be an issue because you miss out on ice cream, but let's not get into that. <laughs> 
fuck fuck you yes. <laughs> but yeah so like that's kind of the motives behind my veg days and obviously i don't expect people to understand if you don't follow him if you don't understand a little about hinduism obviously not every hindu is like this etc it's just my beliefs the way i interpret it and the way i follow it mm-hmm. if you have a problem with that suck your moms that's <laughs> just my thing <laughs> and yeah that's like that's the motives behind my veg days it's not it's not like some ulterior motive where i just think like no, I'm doing 50% of the week veg, 50% of the week non-veg. It's more religious motives. And I think it's probably more beneficial anyways. It helps the environment technically as well. So yeah, that's that one. Speaking about Hindus, there were many Hindus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to start. Speaking of Hindus, I guess we could easily uh, yeah so basically I'll create this as a lot of people I guess would always have issues I guess kind of accepting me because I was a lot different to the normal people they met maybe I didn't socialize the way they knew but I guess Aaron was one of the people I have to give him credit here so Aaron can you mm. take your headphones off whilst I give you credit please I don't want you to hear me <laughs> <laughs> Aaron was like one of the people that didn't Aww. really I guess at least the people I knew didn't care that or like that person is like that, so let me not be his friend, or he's a dickhead for some apparent reason, whatever reason it was being. Spent. I found out you were a dickhead a lot later. <laughs> By then, it was too late. Yeah. 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 So, do you get what I mean? Like, Aaron was one of those people that didn't actually, like, I guess, care of your background in a sense. I like to think you know, the way I had known Aaron. And the reason why I guess people should, like, kind of just be more open minded to people is that, as I said, like, even from the previous bits in the episode not a lot of people come up how the rest of you lot come up. So they're going to be different. And if you're trying to expect people to just fit this certain scenario and how you need to be in your bubble, then it's not going to work out for you. And that's why I think a lot of people have always had issues with me. They Either I break down the alpha male complex, either I make them feel insecure in some way. Like I have no idea why so many people want to beef me like for no reason. Like it's always been a constant factor. People trying to start shit with me for no reason. Like I've generally done nothing. Like there's so many stories people could tell you like, and it's not even like I make this up. Like, this is not even in my head. Like, people can probably actually tell you. One of the big things, I guess, why I'm, I'm like super loyal to people like Aaron and Liana is because in second year, I found out in the fi- um, they were on the way to the finance pool and they were like bare people apparently chatting shit about me behind my back about how they hate me, this, that, and that. And it got back to me that Aaron and Liana were the only ones saying, nah, that's not the case. I, we like Hamish. We don't have beef with him and so on. So we don't know where this whole shit comes from. And this was like a big turning point for me. I don't know if Aaron, I don't know if you want to leave this in Aaron, but this was like, oh shit. So Aaron just proved his loyalty back me behind my back when I didn't even think we were like close friends here. So yeah, like I'm back in this. You don't have to get So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll ride for this year because he may not, okay, don't take this right away. He may be a rich you, but like he has like a sense of loyalty <laughs> and he. He he has like he has integrity. He has like integrity. He will stand up for something when he knows like it's out of order. Which was a big thing. Like I felt like a lot of people, even when I confronted them at uni, they wouldn't say the problem, but they would be continue with their problem behind the back or so. I'd give them multiple chances. Like if they had a problem with me, then no one would ever, I guess, confront me first. Like I think Aaron and Yash were over time and Nish were like some of the people say that you can't say this, you can't say mm. that. So maybe you should phrase it like this. Mm. Baxo was probably a very good person, like Oh, he won't listen to this because he's a pagan. But <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time with Baxter and he, he'd know, understand that I'd say things in a certain way, but I didn't mean it. He would joke about me saying in a certain way to pull the dramatic attention when you're, you know, messing around in DCS and so all nights out and whatever. But he would say it in a better way that made sense to more people just because he knew how to word it. So I learned a lot of, I guess, trying to say it the, a better way from Baxo, probably Baxo Aaron Nishyash. 
because I didn't understand that these look because I guess the way we speak is so so different and the way my tone of voice comes off it's mm. always sounds aggressive it's always like it's gonna hurt someone when that's not really the intention all I'm trying to do or generally and then I came to uni all I'm trying to do is make friends like I was like oh it's a fresh start for me you know as I mentioned earlier like like this is this is the life like and so now I can make all the friends here never look back and that was it but it didn't turn out like that I ended up having to deal with more ops than it is luckily I was on my no violence path as well so a lot of men didn't get slapped like they should have <laughs> that's basically that like accept people more for like yeah I was, I was, you made a lot of friends maybe a bit too much like just from all the friend zones <laughs> but, <laughs> but Aaron I'm glad I was I was in the friend zone beside you yeah drink that drink because <laughs> you were in the same boat with me that's for the reason this podcast exists so well done mate yeah fair enough <laughs> in the friend zone you know friend zone limited yeah so be more accepting of people try to understand not everyone gets to come from like i guess a school that would have taught you how to speak i guess proper like you know like normally to people socialize people like some people come from i guess some people came from very stuck up background some people like i guess i don't know this one credit as i said one credit he he kind of like could kind of be friends with anyone that's like that's kind of a good thing to do social butterfly i guess um others would just be like if now if they don't fit their way of it is you couldn't be part of them that's why I was kind of always still like, I'll carry on whether you want me to be a friend or not. Like, just don't come to me afterwards for like any help or something because I won't react how you expect me to react, especially knowing this. Because you can't have it both ways. You can't have, you can't be like violating me behind my back and then expect me to help you when you suddenly need it for work or something. It was just my way. I tried to teach like back so like not to get used, but sometimes I'm not sure if he understood that. Like, I think, yeah, I just wanted to make sure, I guess one thing, back so may have maybe learned from me is people have ulterior motives <laughs> but then one thing i learned from him is that not everyone has an ulterior motive mm, it's like a lot true. of people do but not everyone some people have really pure intentions so like whilst i may not have the attention of just going around offending people or like pissing them off i know that that may have happened i guess it was a learning curve in life as i said it helped me develop to what to where i am now so who would change it really who would change that I guess of accepting people well, one thing that comes up, I was going to speak about, you know, why I changed my phone number and all the people that tried to get at me after, like, even during uni, like, people from ENDS, like, will still try to beef me, but I'm going to leave that because, oh, yeah, if anyone else ever wants to talk about these matters, like, if they felt like a sound way, I'm more than happy to, like, speak, like, whether you want to call me up or, like, or message me, like, yeah, I don't want you feeling like, oh, shit, like, I related to, like, that, maybe that violence thing, and then you can't speak mm. to anyone about it, maybe because you won't go to a therapist yourself, like myself, so... Yeah, like, don't think that you can't speak to me. Like, you can just hit me up if you want. Like, I made a, like, a small playlist as well called The Third Wheel FM Hamish's Life. I was going to quote, basically, I had two ideas. <laughs> I was going to quote, like, one bars, one one bar from, like, each of these songs and then, like, use, use it to explain the thing. But it's turned out very different to what planned based on how we started the episode. So what I'm going to do is, like, eventually down the line, if it turns out good, I'm going to try to make, like, a, I don't know, is it called, like, a blog? I guess it's, like, a blog. It'll be, like, quoting songs and explaining how it like linked into a life it's more like a i guess biography type thing with some <laughs> quotes but then you could write some words no no i'll be quoting <laughs> <Shut> up, <Aaron>. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be quoting obviously songs and i'll be referencing the songs and so on but it would only come out if it's perfect so if you don't hear if you don't see it written and coming out Jeez. within the next few months it's because i couldn't perfect it so don't expect it to come out this, this um, is going to be like your website yeah, yeah. Like, see, coming soon <laughs> just never comes <laughs> but yeah so if you do like if you ever like end up in that train of mindset like yeah you can just hit me up like i'm more open to it 
than a lot of things. Like one of the people I have most respect for, like even though Bianca, I guess, didn't realize without mentioning saying it, she said like, sorry, because she didn't realize she was being mean or like, I guess I pricked me. Like, obviously I didn't take too much to it. But like, I have big respect for her because she even like said that like a lot of people wouldn't have even confronted me if they had the issue with me. Like, this is a fact from uni. Even if I went and confronted them, they wouldn't tell me the problem. They would have just like shrugged off. I'm like, get out of probably. Let's get under the war. Let's carry on. And boom. Aaron, I tried to set you up with a transition there, but. Oh, okay. I, I, no, I thought the transition was just when you said like Spotify playlist. Oh, yeah. I, I was, I kept going into the boom. The boom was that then you could have been like, you could have quoted Big Shaq and carried on into the music. Uh, boom. <laughs> the, um, yeah, you, you said a lot about, um, spoken a lot about like violations and people violating you uh, in your past. Um, I'll sleep on a violation, big up Heady One and Skepta. Yeah, I, I, I believe that you feel I violated you in Shree's episode <laughs> when we played a music quiz even though I'm still stubborn about it and I believe I did not violate you, but we'll move on. So we actually got uh, a friend of ours, Zishan, uh, Z, who was also on a previous episode of ours, to compile a little playlist of oh, songs shit. for me to choose from for this quiz, a little rematch between Hamish and Cherie. I'm ready, I'm ready. Ready for the win again. Let's Are go, Zishan voice. Okay, so <laughs> this one is going to be, I, I've got some songs here. I'm actually scared how this will go. Okay, so I'm going to do it a bit differently. So last time I did it and like I gave some obscure lyrics and then some medium lyrics and then some easy lyrics and gave different points. But what I'm going to do is just just start reading out the song from the beginning. Oh. And then first one to buzz in and tell and me the when name. When you buzz in, you have to answer right away. You can't be like pulling yeah, the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit that Shree pulled last time. It got yeah. edited out, but there was I some still bullshit. Won. What was the score? Yeah, you won. You won. Let's sort out rematch. Uh, do you, if you want to come up with some uh, noises? Oh, well, I'm sticking to I'm, I'm Moo all the way. Let's stick moo, to that. Moo. Okay. Moo, moo. <laughs> Don't change your winning formula. Hey. Buzz. Buzz. Okay, are these the same noises last time? Probably. No idea. Oh, well, I don't know because you never really got any right, so how would I remember? Oh. <laughs> I can tell. Pew, pew, pew. Shit. Okay, first song. Laid up. Got me thinking, babe. Tell me if you're with it, because I'm with it, babe. I haven't heard you. I haven't heard from you in a minute, babe. Just tell me what to do when I hit it, babe. Gucci and Prada. Trips to your crib in the middle of the night. I know that you miss me, because I put down right. Oh, fuck. Damn, babe. I can put you on a flight. I know that. You know that a N-word. I know. Like me can change your life. Hit it right. I know. I know. Oh. oh, baby. Everything you do is amazing. Ain't nobody watching. Go crazy. Moo! Moo! I got what you need. Moo, 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 moo. This is like yep, my favorite song at the moment. It's Go Crazy by Chris Brown and Young Thug. Correct. <laughs> oh, I was Correct. not going to get that. Hey, Hamish, you would know that because I sent it to you and you were like, I'm not going to listen until I listen to the full album, which is in my uh, waiting list. I'm like, I've actually listened to that song, but I don't know that song. What? Everything you do, go okay. Okay. Put that in the I'm... Okay, so that's Shree. 
I'm not going to do I like mean... plus features. I'll just give you nah. two points for song and artist. Cool. Uh, but I think we should definitely do 10. Hamish is going to need all the help he can get. Let's go. I mean, the first song, I didn't even know the first song. It's okay. Go, let's go. <laughs> oh, God. I got all my energies back. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I hope the next one I know. Okay. Next song. <laughs> hey, LeBron kind of mind state. Leave my iPhone in silent or vibrate. Hate when fans see my eyes when they dilate. At a wedding, giving D to a bridesmaid. I'll probably settle down Hampstead or Highgate. Same routine, getting drip on a Friday. You cried when you saw your whip on the driveway. And if your rolly still ticks, it's a violation. Greatness takes time, so I'm patient. Blank, still in customs and immigration. Verified things, like one ASIN. In Manchester, making some arrangements. About to leave the club, said she got a pee-pee. Oh. <laughs> Letters on the board, I ain't talking Ouija. Treat her like a queen, like she Nefertiti. Everything easy and very peachy. Okay? I have no- Hamish, I think this is one of your, you- it must be one of yours. And it probably features one Asin in it. Oh! Making all these O's, so I Millie Rock. Gal really loved the way I diddy bop. <laughs> a bit of Caribbean came out of me there. Okay. Yeah, I was like, uh, wow, where did that come from? Splash, <laughs> splash cash on clothes at a diddy drop. Drippy drop. Because I am a top winner. Yeah. Making all these O's so I milli rock. Gal really loved the way I diddy bop. Oh my God. Splash really- cash on clothes. That's a drippy drop. Because I am a top winner top winner miss me with the bullshit darling long time <laughs> since i've been ba- balling feds on on we like they ain't never seen immigrants in a new foreign skirt oh <laughs> my old hose still whoring oh always got goals i'm scoring in the west end but she from croydon shout out snager <laughs> yeah Trying to tell her friends, come join in. Yeah. I, when I'm in the mood, I'm literally going to be talking the whole song. <laughs> to be honest, a lot of these songs I, don't, I haven't even heard of. So I'm literally saying words. Can we, wait, do we get a point for the artist if we don't get the song? Yeah. I'm going to guess AJ Tracy, because this is a Z-Fan playlist. So if you've got something out of it, it would have been AJ Tracy. Zelda, maybe Zelda by AJ Tracy. I don't know. Okay, no. <laughs> I think... Okay, I'm going to go with Tiny Temper. But I think it's really rich. Fuck. You might as well guess a name for the song as well. Oh, I don't know. Mini Rock? O's Mini Rock? I don't know. Mini Rock. Mini Rock? <laughs> Diddy Bop? <laughs> okay. You, you've got one point. Oh, what was it? Tiny Temper? It was, it was Tiny Temper called Top Winners. Oh. A song called Top Winners. Oh, it's a really new song. It's the oh. one with notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I that's why I recognized it and I was thinking, wait. Yes. Hamish, oh, how do you feel? How do you feel? Twenty five. So one could say you're heartbroken right now, no? If there's M Honcho in here, then I got a chance, but without M Honcho right now, so it's probably it's a big that's coming. Next song. Most of the work weren't easy. Never had to bring and I'd done it on my jacks. 
Dem boys there talking smack. Everybody want to talk, but ain't talking facts. Oh. D9 just called on my phone like, how are you stacking all these bands? <laughs> and I told him, I live to invest. I can say with my chest. That's part of the plan. Sip on my drink in the penthouse with a bad bee. I ain't hearing haters. All the chicks, them know that I'm dangerous. Oh, wow. Six foot four like I play for the Lakers. Cool down, Kai. You're blazing. <laughs> Everybody want to take, take shots at me. Carry on. I'm feeling famous. Fucking all these feelings, cause I'm heartless. <laughs> Bow down, then I cut. I. Bethany came with a chick and it wasn't seasoned. <laughs> so I told her to cut. But the back looked big from a distance. Buzz. Oh. Aaron, this is gigs. I think 187. Oh. No. Oh, okay. Yes. So I told her to cut. But the back looked big from a distance <laughs> when she walked off. So Shri. I told her, stop. Shout out, Shri. Thick ting with the breasts look gorgeous. <laughs> Baby, bruck off your back. Get ton. What the fuck? Swear down, life is a movie. I can never give sex to a groupie. Went up Radford quickly just to make a swift banger with Cooley. Come a long way from Southgate. Now I'm out here. Trying to make that smoothie. I was out there with a bad bee. She a bad bee. But she drives man loony. Billet, bunnet, dash it. It's a madness when I step up in the place. And nobody want to put work, but these dumb pricks want a piece of the cake. Yeah, I've got no idea. I've got absolutely no idea. I pull up like nothing ain't friendly. <laughs> Bro, send me that key to the safe. I want it all and I want it now. I ball so hard like I'm E to the A, eh? How many times did I drip, bro? Fuck about and get licked. One bang to the face, I'm disclosed. Play with me and get hit. Feet come techie like Isco on the field. I do bits. Not gonna lie, Z, I think you pick really specific songs. <laughs> I feel like... I know, to be honest, I, I know... Hamish knows this one at least, I think. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm oh. pretty sure he knows this. Because I've, I've heard of this song. I thought I was catching a case. I was 13. I was young still. Taking your lunch in the end and I'm taking your bay. I'm still J to the A to the Y to the 1. Ain't J1. nobody taking my place. J1. Are you fucking stupid? That was me. That was me first. Hamish, was me first. Hamish said buzz first. Yeah. I thought... Oh. I think it's going to be like one wave by J1. No. Okay, go on. J1 was the answer. J1 was the artist. So actually, I'll give Hamish a point. Okay. But you, you also mood, so you have to submit an answer. I don't know him like that. Answer. I, I don't know. Pass. I don't know. I can't even make a guess of what that's called. Oh, your missus. The, it's, it's your missus. It was 4 a.m. in Coventry. Okay. Oh, <laughs> next song. Love to see you shine in the night like the diamond you are. I'm on the other side. It's all right. Just hold me in the dark. No one's got to know what we do. Hit me up when you're bored. Because I live down the street. So you meet when you need it. It's yours. All I hear is nothing feels better than this. Nothing feels better. Nothing feels better than this. Nothing feels better. No, no. 
We got to hide. We don't got to hide. This is what you like, I admit. Nothing feels better than this. You say we're just friends, but I swear when nobody's around. You keep my hand around your neck. We connect. Are you feeling it now? I got so high the other night, I swear to God, I felt my feet leave the ground. You're back against the wall. This is all we've been talking about. In my ears. Nothing feels better than this. Nothing feels better. What the fuck? Nothing See, feels better than done? this. It's not, it's Nothing feels better. The no, no. We don't got to hide. This is what you like, I admit. Nothing feels better than this. Now left, right, left, right. Take it back. Bring it side. I th- well, okay. I'll be stupid to not guess that that song is called, is called like better or better than this. So I'm going to guess the song is better or better than this. I mean, you got to choose one. Okay, let's go with better. But I don't okay. know, the artist. And an artist? I don't know. Pass, pass for the artist. Aaron, do you think I know the song? Do you think I know the I song? I mean, you know the artist. I don't know, I, I don't know any if, if you know any of these songs. Can you give us like a clue on the artist and then we can try and guess who it is? Not before Hamish takes a guess. Okay. I don't know. And who the hell could this be that I know? Could it be like Oli Mers, Troublemaker? <laughs> Trouble we, we already we already know the song's know the called name. better i gave shri a point when she said better i don't know but i'll take the ollie mers as a guess so if you want a clue it is a male and my oh, no, clue was dj khaled no, no, khaled khaled the artist is khaled yeah it's khaled <laughs> i'm not gonna give a point for that though why you'll just get one point for that Still winning it anyway. Oh, you said I knew the eyes. I was about to say, if you thought I knew the song off, well, I was like, oh, you're on crud. <laughs> Mate, I barely knew any of the songs in this playlist, so I don't know if you know them. I don't know if I know. That's what I told you. I was like, I actually don't know if I know these ones that he's put in. See, oh, what shit. have you done? <laughs> Played ourselves. <laughs> okay. Next song. Oh, God. Yeah. What happens to when it's too good to throw away? You either let it go bad or go away. Take my time. Take my time. I'm going to take my time. Na 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 I'm single again. Told them we'll be better off friends. Maybe I should just focus on me and slow down. Don't rush romance. I'm single again. Told them that we'd be better off friends. Blaming you is just so easy. But maybe the problem's me. I'm single again. Guess that's just the way it's going to be. Maybe I should spend some time on me. Maybe I should spend this cash on me. Instead of blaming all my old girls when I leave. Instead of calling up these fake hoes that I don't need. Old relationships turned to new deja vus. Got me feeling like I don't fuck with you. Oh nah, nah, that's the old me. You fucking with the new me. Moo, is this... I'm just going to take a absolute wild shot at the artist. It's a big short. Do you know, guess like a name of a song as well? You know what 3 really threw me off? I was like, na, 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 na. Because I was thinking of the old song that does that. I'm going to go with like, I don't know, goodbye. I don't know. <laughs> but I think okay, it's big short. You get short. one point. Oh my you get one God. Point for the artist. I'm so, do you know how I got that? Because he said, I don't fuck with you. And I was like, I don't fuck with you. And I was like, that's big short. <laughs> wow. That was actually a stab in the dark. I'm really gassed. <laughs> Wait, it's a song called Single Again. Buzz Buzz is a song called Single Again. It is. Ooh! Well done. I don't know the song, I just guessed it based on what you said. 
<laughs> I still think me getting the artist from that one line is very impressive. Very proud of that. Yeah. Okay, next song. Should be proud that you knew the first two songs and I didn't, but yeah. It's all right, hon. Are you heartbroken? <laughs> I don't know why man's calling me, me family all of a sudden. Like, hmm, my mum don't know your mum. Buzz, <laughs> man that's kept off. Oh, no, that's not it. Okay, hey, Hamish gets the two points. What? Give me something like that. Give me something like that. Oh, fuck's sake. I didn't want to guess off the first line and get it wrong, so I waited for the extra ball. You didn't know that, Sri. What do you mean? I did. Of course I did. I don't know why man's called me family. Like, wait. No, 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 no. That's not my cousin. No, 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 no. I don't know the rest of it, but I do know that song. That's not even the rhythm, but okay. I was in the mosh pit. That Clearly. song. Whole tight warehouse project. Okay. <laughs> that's such a lie. Sri in a mosh pit. <laughs> oh, let's not start. Next song. Sometimes in life, you feel the fight is over. And it seems as though the writing's on the wall. Superstar, you finally made it. But once a picture becomes tainted, it's why they call the rise and fall. Oh, um, I always said that I was... Buzz? No, 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 no. I buzz, buzz. I no, I mean first. I mean, what? I was saying no, 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 like 10 times. I literally said no, 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 like 100 times. I buzzed before you 100. No, you didn't. I went no, no, I actually the thing did. is, I can't distinguish whether Shri's moos were ooze or moos. No, they were moos. I literally went moo. Mm-hmm. Hamish, what's what's the name of the song? Just give me the name of the song. I think you said something like um, Rise, and, Rise and, and Nearly Fall or something. I don't know. What was it you said? Fuck, I forgot the lyric you said. I don't know. You've, you've got to give me an answer, Hamish. Give Fuck. it. <laughs> Fuck, Rise and Nearly Fall is the song name, maybe. I don't know. Shri. Do you know, you know so, it's Rise and Fall by Craig David. Just give me the name. Oh, oh. why the fuck would I know a Craig? Oh my days! You literally put that in there to fuck me, Aaron. Me <laughs> he, knows. <laughs> he knows he did that. Like he knows I don't listen to Craig David. I am dead. I mean, it was in the playlist. So, <sighs> the Rise and Falls banger. Jeez. Okay. Shit, shit. Look, she smells like Yves Saint Laurent. My gums are from Italy. I feel like the Don. Paris Fashion Week, I'm watching Louis Vuitton. Oh. Saw her favorite rapper. Listen, now she's feeling my song. Oh, buzz, 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 buzz. Uh, this one's like Fashion Week by AJ Tracy and... Who's the other guy? The other guy, the same guy. Fucking Mostak, that's it. Okay, I'm in a bit of a predicament here. Because you named the two features of the song. What do you mean? But not the actual artist. Wait, are you saying the producer of this? The producer Steel Bangles. The Steel Bangles. Okay, fair enough. Fucking, bro, how is he playing the producer called in this? <laughs> I mean, it just it just tells me it's by Steel Bangles, and I'm like, all right. Steel Bangles. I'm pretty sure he's the producer, at least. <laughs> okay, penultimate question. Oh, God. It's going to be for you, Shri, look, so I can tell. Look, the new me is really still the real me. I swear you got to feel me before they try and kill me. Oh, they oh gotta my make God. some choices. Um, buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> Hamish. Drake. Um, oh. Do you let me? What is it? In my feelings. It's two points. Yes. Oh my God. Okay, oh, we're on the last song. You should have got that before shit. me. Oh, shit. It's, I, I haven't counted the score. I, I think it's pretty tight, to be fair. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, the next, one, the next one's going to be for Hamish as well. This is, oh. this is the last song. This is going to be for Hamish. This is going to be for you. It's third wheel host. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, but Shri, Shri's the host, isn't she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're Aaron. <laughs> Man Last put song. Craig David in there. Craig David. American oh, Hypocrisy. Oh, 
Oh, let me count the ways. Wait, wait. They came here seeking freedom and they end up owning slaves. Justified it using Christianity would say, religion don't mean shit. It's too much ego in the way. That's why ISIS is a crisis. But in reality, this country do the same shit. Take a life and call it righteous. It can only be like one of three artists in my head. Remember when Bin Laden got killed, supposedly, in a hotel lobby after a show? Was noticing these white ladies watching CNN covering the action. Buzz. They read the headline. Yep. Artist has to be J. Cole. It's too, it's too open, but I don't know the song name. And I don't know what to write the song name. Like American Hypocrisy or something. I don't know. Okay, you got one point for J. Cole. <gasps> Oh, shit. Yeah, it, had to be, it had to. It had to be J. Cole. It's too, too. Mm, it's too deep to be anyone else. It was too intellectual. They read the headline and then they all started clapping, as if LeBron had just scored a basket at the buzzer. I stood there for a second, watching them high five each other. For real? I thought this was "Thou shall not kill," but police still letting off on blank in a ville, claiming that he reached for a gun. They really think we dumb and got a death wish. Now somebody's son is laying breathless. When I was a little boy, my father lived in Texas. Pulled up in a Toyota. Drive that bitch like it was Lexus. Put my bag in his trunk and headed off for Dallas. Shut up, Out Noreen. there for the summer feeling just like I was Alice. <laughs> Lost in the wonderland where and word still suffering. Oh, God. I know just like they was back home and that's wrong. So now it's fuck the government. They see my N-word struggling and they don't give a fuck at all. And that's wrong, yeah. That's the type of shit that make you wanna. The type oh, of shit that oh make you God. wanna. Oh, let you. This, is, this is high for hours. It is. It is. It was high for hours by J. Cole. Oh, please. It is high for hours. Yeah! <laughs> you don't know J. Cole. I doubt you know that. I'm going to ask Steve if she knows that song. <laughs> I went to J. Cole. I don't went to J. Cole with them. I actually know that song as well. That's the only J. Oh. Cole song I know. I didn't know the. I just guessed the J Cole by the way. I love J Cole. Things. I didn't even know you liked J Cole like that. I like properly like him. Clearly. Oh, clearly, I got it yeah, right. In your name. Just calculating the scores. Wait, you said penultimate question, and then you didn't say the next question. No, I said penultimate for Drake in my feelings. Oh, was that it? Right. Can we have one yeah, more? One more. One more. But you choose it. Oh no! No, choose it from that playlist so that there's a chance at least I'll get it. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it there. Oh. I know I lost them. The first two were the big deficit. I don't think I'm gonna recover. Do, do you want me to go for another song, Hamish? Yeah, go for another song. Yeah, do it, do it. Sure? I didn't, I didn't know the first two, so I was hoping for like another song. Uh, Hamish, I'm asking you. Are you sure you want me to go for another song? <laughs> don't be a pussy, Hamish. Do it. I it depends on what song he picks. And kind of the song that I know. What do you mean, pussy hole, fam? Shut up. Do it. Do it if you're a big man. Anyone that's a pussy hole, uh, me and do you. It. Everyone knows do that's it. you. Do it. Do it if you're a big man. You're just all talk street. Just shut your mouth. Oh, I'm ready to play. You're not. You're like so. one of those, one of the lads at Smack. That's what you are. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let it be. I want to go sleep as well. So we got to end this soon. So you're declining the Fuck. offer for another song? Wow. No, I can't. I go go for go for a song. Go for a song. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> interesting. Interesting decision. No man. I, would it I, be a good one? Would it I can't really one? think I'm behind because I didn't know the first two songs. Yeah, but I only got the. There's. I don't know what the score is. I think it's really close. But I'm not sure what it is. Could it have been a tie? Oh shit, it could have been a tie, you know. If it was a tie, I would have definitely said we would do another one. But it wasn't. There was one point difference. <gasps> okay. Oh no. Last song. Shit. Love. Let's talk about love. Is it anything and everything you hoped for? 
or do the feeling haunt you? I know the feeling haunts you. This may be the night that my dreams might let me down. <gasps> buzz. All the stars buzz. are closer. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. You said it. All the stars. Oh, um, oh, it's who's oh, no, Asia's favorite artist, man? Yeah. Okay, no, who's that no, guy? No. Kendrick Lamar. No, no, and no, no, that, that artist. Sia. Oh, no. You got it right. You got it right. Anyway. Sia, yeah. Wait, was it Sia? Not Sia. That's not Sia. That's not Sia. That's SZA. Whatever her name is. It was Kendrick Lamar, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up Snaydrop for that. <laughs> oh, is this that Marvel soundtrack as well? Yes! Oh my oh, god. I redeemed myself for Kendrick Lamar. Okay, I can tell you that that final song made no difference to the outcome of the game. Oh. Yes! <laughs> and the winner, as always, guest wins. Hamish won by 11 <laughs> points to not to 8. <laughs> what? Are you doing? Wait, what? Dick. I was so confident. Yep. I just won. I guess the wins wins, isn't it? I just clocked. Oh on this my god! You know what? I'll let you have it. It's your birthday. Go, Shardy. It's not let you. You lost. You took an L. No, I actively, I actively let you win what? because Shree Shri only got Shree only got a two pointer twice in that. Hamish got two pointers three times, which probably. Didn't. <sighs> Uh, you you can transition if you want, uh, Shree. How can I? What am I trans? What will this be from? Like, can you like just? So you could, you, here's one for you. This has been a high intensity episode, so we could go into. Right. Oh, wait, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. High intensity. Okay, fine. Okay, let me just like laugh to make it like break up a bit in it. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been a high-intensity episode. Um, speaking of high-intensity, Hamish, do you want to speak about some of the sports that you used to play or play? So, yeah, well, it's used to now. But <laughs> I used to play squash and football. It's squash more in the early years of university. That's when I picked it up. And then football in the final year, I guess. Yeah, I, I'll kind so of give like a reason why. Can you explain global. what that is? Yeah. So go to like... episode four if you want the explanation because this episode is long enough. So go to episode four. Shout out James. <laughs> but yeah, but James introduced me to floorball, and floorball is it's like just an indoor. It's basically like primary school hockey. Oh, I used to love hockey. Tell that to James that day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have because it's the same. It's the same. Uh... Yeah. Oh, what's the difference? If if James listens this far, then he could yeah call me out. He doesn't. He won't. He won't. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so basically, it requires like super high intensity. Usually, you kind of like play for one minute and a half, fully sprint out, then quickly sub yourself on because it's rolling subs, and then um, repeat the process over and over again. So, the thing I like about it is just the high intensity. I don't know if I kind of like sports. Like, personally, like I wouldn't play like football just because it's just, I don't think the intensity is there for me that I look for. I look for like this rush, I guess, because it's kind of like a good release mechanism indirectly. And you have so much fun when you're doing it. Like, you're improving your, like, I guess, fitness on a I, I prefer that way of improving my fitness or staying healthy and so on because of how intense it can be like you'll be shooting whether you're out sprinting someone like or accelerating faster in that closed environment which i think the floorball thing it helped like in general just keep my mental sanity because those rush at least twice twice a week was mad and it used to give me a different social to i guess kind of like social cycle to kind of speak to a little bit though i wasn't i guess the most social person it did give me, I guess, exposure to like different people and so on. So those, that was quite good. And one thing that really helped was, I guess, playing squash. So although I didn't play with squash club or squash society, the high intensity and playing within those closed walls, although ironically, when you want to be free, um, it was just like 
the acceleration you can build up to try get to the ball here and then try to play like I guess some trick shots which I was a big fan of trying to do all the time so that, that was always fun oh my god I hate squash <laughs> I broke my foot playing squash shout out Jordan for like picking me up and carrying me out <laughs> but I hate squash <laughs> Oh, How do you break your playing squash? Like I literally, <laughs> like, I'm surprised. I don't know if this even came out on Jordan's episode because that was like a really big highlight of our friendship was like him literally like carrying me out of playing squash. <laughs> but basically, I like was playing and then I went to go for the ball and then I just rolled over my foot. Like I went to go for it and I like fell and when I fell, I rolled over my whole foot and I was like screaming. And all of everyone who was playing was just like creasing, laughing at me, like. <laughs> And then they realized I was like kind of crying <laughs> and like in pain. And Jordan was like so upset because I didn't do the health check. So he was going to get in trouble. So he was like, Shreem, what have you done? Like, why did you have to do it when I'm on duty? <laughs> he was so annoyed. So they carried me out. But and then I had to be in like a one of those like boots to protect your feet for like six weeks. But once the club was on, uh, it was on, it was on a, when we came back for freshers, not for even freshers, but like for um, like, I guess, freshers week in third year. So predator. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I went to warehouse project with that boot on. Like to see to like see gigs. <laughs> I was like, nothing is stopping me. But yeah, it was crazy. So don't play squash, guys. No, no, squash is actually one of the most fun plus. We actually used to play, so I had bought like the I think it was the pro level ball. Either either pro or competition. So this was like some of the hardest balls to play with because they bounce less and so on. So it would make sure that we at least even if we wouldn't be on the squash society level or whatever, like it would be like would have to be relatively good and we can handle it if yeah we had to play against anyone for some reason that joined us that was more experienced and way better than us mm. and that was just one of the facts. I don't know it's just one of that inner competitiveness and enjoying that rush like and that also helped my acceleration like so much because when I played floorball like I felt like I could out accelerate because in the short the short like distance you could I could out accelerate a lot of people in the end they would have more speed than me obviously the people who keep the fitness properly maintained like the floorball pros they would like outrun me like a, like as a joke anyways but i'd be able to give people a good run for the money and it was just one of those moments of just like in floorball as well yeah like there was this thing like called nutmegs oh so my you, God. like i would always go for the bms because when i first joined fam, I, it was violations after violations fam like especially james fam for the bms bad Big man. like Big bad man. manners oh like bad manners like, it's like it's like when you not make someone you're disrespecting them you're in it so it's like so it's like just bad mannering if that makes oh my sense. god i thought you meant like big mans or something like no no so um yeah so it's just like it's just like rude to like not make someone in it so like I, when i finally got learned how to kind of prevent myself from mostly getting nutmegged and then when i finally started not making people back it was one of the best moments i'd even try to take on the pros and occasionally just that one occasion even if it got through fam that's it, fam. I'm celebrating because they're doing five press ups for every time you get nutmegged as well. So it was a big deal, like getting nutmegged and five press ups. That's a that's a L, fam. Because usually it gets done in the nastiest ways as well. Because the people who were like really really good at it, like it was really tough to kind of keep up with them. But like it was just so fun. I don't know. Like I even tried when I when I tried to play with James against like in the London clubs after uni. Like, bruh, I I was I was getting ruined left right center. Fam. I was getting punished for the mistakes that I would do at Warwick. Yeah, but like. There it was just more costly. Every time that if you got nutmeg, it was a goal fam. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was the punishment of playing with these pros. Nutmeg is so fun. Yeah. Is that like I can say I've probably been this happened to me more times than I've ever been able to do it, but I, I actually remember <laughs> a couple of times when I was playing, I guess, when the London club when it was a bit more serious. Like James, I think he knew that I was gonna go for a nutmeg on one of these guys, like he's like and he just says in the back of the ear says, Don't <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, 
And then sometimes I may try it anyways, just for the, the cheek and bone. But yeah, you never know if you never try. So I don't know. I feel like it, it was more fun doing nutmegs than it was kind of what was scoring. <laughs> Although I did score from the halfway line at uni, which was one of my best moments. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I just used it for the high intensity. Like, I wish I could get back into like the sport. I don't think I'll be getting back into floorball due to the inconvenience and stuff. But squash is still open, but it's very tough as well. Cause COVID, yeah, set everything on the wrong way spiral. But yeah, I, I never, I never played floorball at uni with James, but I do remember. I don't know, year five, last select school playground. Basically playing floorball, ball bouncing. I'm in the left side, hand side of the pitch. The ball, the floorball's bouncing, and man volleys that into the <laughs> bottom right hand corner. Georgia Philippi was in goal. You know who you are, bro. I scored a banger against you. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing in the playground that, that, uh, on concrete. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. Okay. Because it was it was hard. It was a struggle back then. That might have to be cut out. I just called out some a girl <laughs> who went to my school who I haven't spoken to. Like, <laughs> no, don't cut out. Don't cut out. Leave that's it. funny. That's funny. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that's actually true, though. It was actually her in goal. I remember it because I was actually a. Oh, you're scoring against scoring her. Yeah. Jeez. I can't believe you didn't mix hockey or like mix sports. Like, even in the playground, that's like a weird concept. We, we had mixed sports like throughout. Like yeah, in that's, PE, that's like in primary school. Yeah, we never had, like, even in, so it was always, our school was always like, girls play netball, girls play lacrosse, boys play football, boys play rugby. And there was no in between. I really want to play football. For so long, I was like, I want to play, I want to play. And then the coach was just like, the only girl that wants to play, so no, you're not going to play. And then that was, like, that was it until maybe, like, year 13, when it was basically like a charity match. And they were like, okay, now the girls who want to play football, they can come and join in as well. It's going to be like a charity match. We're all going to play. Then I finally got to play. We were called like the Wheelstone Raiders. <laughs> and we had like this. I still have my football shirt. <laughs> and we were like playing in the rain. I was like, this is it. Like I literally felt like I was like Ronaldo. I was like, this is my time. <laughs> like I was just running across. But other than that, hockey, We ha- I played hockey, but it was all girls. Like everything was separated. So that's such a weird concept to me that you would both play like mixed sports yeah we didn't we did we did like dodgeball and that was mixed but then that didn't really go well obviously because you imagine like all the boys would literally like chuck the ball <laughs> like at your face but other than that nothing uh, Maybe, like, secondary school up, i think but... it was only like sports days like there would be like some proper mix mm. and everyone would have to get, like support everyone even though they were your own ops in your own form class and so on mm, sports day was big but for like sports was huge in my school anyway it was made into like a really big deal so i don't know cool story <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> the, uh, but you d- you don't like watch squash or floorball or something. It's just like uh, a I try. I would watch right? floorball in the games that James actually went to play through. I may have seen more than lose more than one, but um, that's not the point. But yeah, I do some. If James is playing, I watch it. It's easier to watch when at least a friend's doing it or you know someone. And floorball's not really like a professional. Like it's not like a properly televised thing. So you see there maybe a YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't watch squash. I don't know. Squash is just, I guess, it's one of those things where sometimes you don't want to watch it to the point where like, I don't know. I feel like if you watch it, then it's starting to become too serious and you're trying to enact how mm-hmm. others do. It's good to learn from them, but squash and floorball were always like fun. And even though I'm a bit competitive in itself, like it's just more fun and this, yeah, stress relief, I guess, indirectly. Why didn't you ever do um, boxing? I have a good reason for that, though, because, yeah, I obviously wanted to avoid violence. I don't want to do anything that could make me a better fighter or put me into a position where if I got into it, like carrying on the violence thing, I don't want to be 
leaving if I don't want to leave violence in my life that means mm. I have to kind of get rid of I, I trust me like for years I've always wanted to do boxing and I still think about maybe if I should do boxing yeah I don't I do it it's good stress relief I don't I don't do it for the sake of me becoming a better fire and because then if I end up snap if the day ever comes where I end up snapping then I don't want to completely box a man's head in because usually I won't stop so I don't want it to ever end up in that scenario so I kind of avoid putting myself <sighs> in a I don't know, like we can we can, we can joke and laugh all we want, but like I just don't want to end up mm. in a scenario where someone just got absolutely beat down because I snapped, even if it was for nothing. Like even if it was actually like fully deserved, like it was fully deserved even by my standards, I'll be like, yeah, it's better that I probably don't know boxing at least for a while, at least till I'm out of here. Guys, if you don't hear from me, <laughs> you know what's happening, bro. <laughs> Aaron, to be fair, if you wanted to go into a boxing match, no training, I'm all down for it. Oi. Now you got to do a boxing fight now. It's been thrown out there. Nah, bro. I want to see this. <laughs> he's he's literally been telling tales about how he like knock man's headed, and I'm like, <laughs> well, okay, I'm just gonna accept a boxing fight now. Some were like scuffles. It was not like all as, yeah. There was something else I was meant to say about completely put. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. I know this episode. Um, obviously, it you can't really squash. I guess 24 years of your life into two or three hours. So. Yeah, maybe one day in the future I'll elaborate more on some other points, break down other aspects. But yeah, I can only I tried, but obviously you can't fit everything into the episode. So there's probably like a hundred things missing from like the entire timelines and stories. But yeah, I guess whether it's an in-person conversation or a future episode, maybe fifty, uh, fifty-two episodes later. Part two, part two, Hamish. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's about it, really. Uh. Both of, you, both of you are secret players. I feel like you just don't give it away, but secretly, you both know what you're doing. No, we no, don't. We're, we're secret triers. We're not <laughs> yeah, secret players. Triers. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You guys have too many chirpses, like undercover chirpses. Yeah, but when we say undercover, when we say chirps, we mean like maybe saying hi to them once. Like, we tried, like, we tried talking to them and it didn't work out. That's what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> I go look to you for like two seconds, and you're like, "Yeah, that's my chirps." That's actually what. That's actually one of Aaron's I stories. Mean, some actually, of them oh, are actually that. Oh, oh, oh. That's <laughs> Shout out train chirps. Yeah. What? <laughs> what was it? Circle line chirps. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Hamish's chirps, Shri, how far are you on the uh, on on the game? <laughs> what? Wait, what? Well, I was one away, but yeah, I'm one I was away hoping. Too. That's why I'm trying to continue this podcast for as long as I can. Why do you think I'm here still trying Wait, to extend what? these topics? Wait, what? What's happening? <laughs> so me me and Shri were playing a bit of a game of bingo. Hamish bingo. Hamish bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so if you would have seen, I was drinking a bit. Oh, the- so we oh, both have... God. Yeah, go on. You can explain. Basically, can explain. we both had drinks, but my drink was... Actually, a J two O apple and mango. <laughs> oh fuck's sake! <laughs> Which I convinced Aaron. Had, I was like, when did she drink orange juice or some shit? Oh, I, Which like... I convinced Aaron that it was alcohol, so that he would drink pints. Um, and basically, we created Hamish Bingo, <laughs> which is like words or phrases that we think that you would say throughout this podcast, and then we sort of split them in half. And then, obviously, you know how Bingo works, unless it's Bingo like a rich shoot thing as well. I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to, uh, do you want to read out your phrases? Which ones you got and which ones? All right, didn't? so that I've got the first one is "ra," which you said multiple times. <laughs> the second one is "your mum," which you also said. 
several times. <laughs> the third one is disclaimer or giving some sort of disclaimer, which you did. The fourth one is rich you. <laughs> the fifth one is struggles to say a word, <laughs> which definitely happened. To be fair, it didn't happen. It didn't happen many times. There was an ulcer one. Give me an example. Remember ulcer. When you said when you said ulcer instead of ulcer. Whatever, just carry on. Anyway, so yeah. (laughs) The next one was trendsetter, which I sort of led you to say. I know you. It wasn't necessarily you had to say. It It was more just disgusting that you are a trendsetter, which is why I brought up your hair. And I was wondering why the fuck you said that. No, (laughs) that doesn't count. That's not on air anyway. So I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and then the next one was ops, obviously, which you said. And then four bathrooms, which you kind of mentioned, or I got you to start speaking about. And the last one, <laughs> which is the one which I was trying to get, which is why I kept bringing up girls, was heartbreak. <laughs> but I didn't manage to make that. So I couldn't shout bingo. Raw. But yeah. Aaron, what about yours? <laughs> Mine, there, there is some overlap. So I also had raw. I had uh, dickhead. <laughs> I had... Uh, <laughs> I also had disclaimer, like before anyone gets offended. <laughs> and then I also had crying about something, probably the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also had like mispronunciation. I had claiming that we're setting him up or that I'm setting him up, <laughs> which happened near the beginning. I had waffling, just waffling in general, because you did go off on one a few times, just <laughs> chatted. And then also friend zone. So we both missed out on you. <laughs> I realised how much of a setup this fucking episode was as well, you pagans. The one the one that you didn't say that I was hoping you'd say was Shree's eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days, is that what I saw in Shree's background of her screen yesterday? What? When she was sharing her screen, she had this thing behind Zencaster or something. They, it, just, it said something like Shree's eyebrows and a few other words. I was confused <laughs> as to what it was. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> I was wondering, like, why would she write that? What kind of quiz is going on there? Yeah. I was like, why are there certain terms like, well, what was the other thing you said? There was literally a few of the words you said. I was wondering why I saw that. Oh my bad. Though <laughs> you were also going to put in, Aaron was also going to put in, which would have been funny. Wait, wait. Actually, on air, I'm going to call this out, this pagan out here. So Shri actually told me that my she actually really likes my treatment. She thinks it's sick here and it's unique here compared to everyone else. So she can't. <laughs> She is chatting breeze, yeah. I'm telling you, this is this is real, yeah. She, she is chatting breeze, and she knows this, yeah. Like she, that's how much of a liar she is, yeah. Just acknowledge this. If you don't acknowledge me for, um, you know, whatever, yeah. Acknowledge this that she's a liar for that one. So there you go. I feel like you're like confusing your dreams with reality quite a bit, but it's calm. Clearly, does 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 she have bad eyebrows, Hamish? Yeah. Right now, look at blue. Aaron, Can I claim that? Yeah. Bingo. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah aaron was also gonna put in which i said i um, would have been really funny because you actually said it like two or three times was like the actual line before any if any if anyone gets offended fuck off <laughs> and you said that like maybe two or three times <laughs> that was funny but yeah that was fun I, I i woke up a bit uh that was the first time i drank in like ages so how many beers did you get through two uh three. Oh my god <laughs> Everything made so much sense. I was confused as to what the fuck they're on about with this drink. From the background, I should have realized that when I saw that thing on Shree's screen. Fuck, I can't believe I left that open. I didn't I saw, even I'd saw, have been fuming if you clumped it before the episode. I, no, I did. I was like, how is this? Like, what oh are these God. words here? Like, what, what kind of quiz is she preparing for? Like, <laughs> is she preparing memes? Like, what is she doing? Like, <laughs> that is so funny. 
Oh, it's just the way I kept drinking my J2O. Oh. <laughs> just drinking his beer. <laughs> All right. So final questions. The first one, I guess, what's next for you now? What are your plans? Got to continue to try to make it. That's the that's the plan. And yeah, by any means necessary. That's basically as mad as that sounds. That is what it is. I got to try get into a living scenario such as one of you lot. Take it as you may. But yeah, got to make it. That's it. Law of attraction. Okay, second question is one piece of advice you'd give to younger Hamish. I wouldn't really give it to exactly sometimes younger Hamish, but like I'd say like Don't get your for myself. <laughs> I'd say like wait wait a second. Like wait a second. Just like sometimes take a second. Don't keep hacking away, don't keep trying to do any alternate things, don't think about a hundred different solutions. Wait a second and the thing may resolve itself right there. This could be in terms of coding. It could have been in terms of anything. Just that one extra second. <laughs> Wait a second. Stop. Wait a second. That's interesting. Um, so the last question then, what's been your most memorable third wheeling experience, if any? I would say someone third wheeling you, but we all know that's never happening. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Um, one day you'll buy me a PS4 as well, right? Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally inserting the SK, 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 SK. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. <sighs> I'm going to probably just say like one of the most common ones that we ended up on was when we would be out with either, probably Aaron's house, it would be out with just Anna, James, Gina and Matt. And we'd be just there like third wheeling, like a millennium party, for example. That, those are some of my most memorable and funny third wheeling experiences. Actually, I'm going to say when I was, I went to catch up with James and Anna, like maybe just after I started work. And we were in Watford and we were going to the shopping mall and them two were just there. Obviously, they were holding hands because they were a couple and then I was just with them. So it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> that is cute. <laughs> like obviously, we had like a meal and I was just like, you know, this how um, Am I the permanent third wheel? Aww. You should have just held onto their hands. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just tagged along. That's that when I'm like, yeah, this is going to be permanently like this. I'll always be the third wheel. Um, oh. yeah. Chest. <laughs> okay. And uh, any, anyone you would like to call out to come on the episode? For an episode? Oh, shit, I got Ooh. an idea. Okay, I'm going to do this other joke. I'm going to call out Chunks. Back your boyfriend, man. Come on the podcast. <laughs> I'll let you after this just for the sake of it. Um, if I get if we get chunks on this farm, I'll be gas farm. I'll be gas. Bro, I will say mildly realistic. <laughs> maybe he'll back enough. a brother from Northwest, isn't it? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Because I'd like St- Sterling as well, you know, um, obviously. K Coke. Although we're, we're going to have to specify that in the call out. Otherwise, he's going to have to listen to the episode to find out you're from Northwest. Yeah. So. <laughs> So you're going to have to be at Chunks. You've been called out. The thing out. is, I don't want any affiliations. I don't want to be caught in any affiliations. Um, okay, so I guess we'll just move on to shout outs now. Um, or we'll just talk about something that's either maybe important to us or something that's come up recently that we wanted to highlight. Um, so I can go first. Um, but I just wanted a shout out, obviously, Black Lives Matter. I think that's probably the only shout out <laughs> for me for a while. Whether you're taking more of a silent approach and learning along the way or more of a proactive approach, I think we all need to do our bit really with that hashtag in mind. Hamish, do you want to go next? Right, so I'm going to shout out this video from this tweet that 
I've seen that's quite nice. Well, the same Black Lives Matter movement is by Emmanuel Ako, I think. And it's probably, he's starting off, I guess, like a Q&A type of thing where people can just ask questions and to understand more about, I guess, the differences black people have suffered throughout the years and so on and to be educated on the issues. So that would be, it's a nice one to watch. And it's, I feel like it's a very safe space to, I guess, maybe ask a question, understand a bit more, educate yourself. And I'm also going to shout out. I made a playlist finally for all the shout outs I've been doing on the podcast for ease. So people can just go to my Spotify profile link in the description and I'll link the playlist as well. So yeah, help yourself. Also shout out Z to making the playlist. <laughs> Actually, wait, one, one more shout out. One more shout out. Yeah, shout out to K Coke, Chunks, Raheem Sterling, um, all from ends. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my shout out okay I'm gonna shout out Craig David so <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously the uh, Black Lives Matter is a really important movement not only now but like always has been it's kind of really in the media right now we haven't really spoke about it on the podcast but we will do but yeah there, there's like a few links I'll post it in a we'll post it in the description and yeah hopefully check them out and learn a bit more about it so yeah thanks thanks uh thank you hamish for coming on as a guest for this birthday special episode thanks hamish for making me the new host i really appreciate it you obviously had a good running but now i'm back guys so if you want me here (laughs) hamish why did you choose shri as the guest as the host i mean snager was unavailable oh here we go here we go yeah 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 and you know <laughs> the ladies get the clickbait so let's not lie we needed someone in the thumbnail that was gonna get so because wow. people aren't gonna click on this episode for me are they so <laughs> they're know, they might see they might see you with your shades on and be like wait <laughs> don't get your hopes on but that, that'd be your hopes <laughs> but yeah no uh thank you yeah thank you thanks Shri as well hope everyone's learned a bit Good. more about hamish and hopefully this hasn't put you off listening to future episodes of the third wheel <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you didn't like him before you definitely don't like him now <laughs> uh, yeah I, I don't know, I don't have much else to say thanks thanks everyone for watching uh, we'll be back to normal next week and thanks, yeah. soon everyone. to come Aaron's episode yeah soon soon right. see ya bye see ya have a bye. great week guys bye I'm gonna live forever been doing this forever I'm a veteran veteran since I was 11 writing records setting precedent Yeah, right and day and night, staying relevant Picking the pieces to the puzzle Concentrating on the hustle Letting failure not become you It's not all about the ends It's more about the journey Coming up with your friends Celebrating cause you earned it Celebrating cause you doing what they said you never could What they said you